I, I get excited to get in my car every morning and take my daughter to school because of my car. I love it so Does much. Does she feel cool when, she, when mom drops her mm -mm. off in it? She, she, she loves it. cars, but she doesn't get it. She thinks it's embarrassing. I'm like, Holland. So loud. Don't make Holland, it, don't I'm make like, it make noise. I'm the coolest mom yeah. in the carpool line. I can tell you that, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you want this or do you uh, want that minivan? Yeah. <laughs> her mom, the G wagon, yeah. makes no noise. That girl's mom is white trash. Like, what, is, what is she driving? <laughs> what is this? This Courtney? What is this? <laughs> Doing burnouts. Welcome to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. I am Josh Henning. I'm Phil Gerber. I'm Jeremy Gerber. Welcome everybody back to Oil & Whiskey with the Roadster Shop, an Ironclad Original. Courtney Hansen is a TV personality and car enthusiast who has hosted and co-hosted shows including Overhauling, Rides, Biggest Spenders, Million Dollar Motors on TLC, Spikes TV's Power Block and Power Nation, Velocity Channel's Vincetta Garage, The Ride That Got Away, and many others. She's also regularly interviews top drivers for NASCAR and has hosted Barrett-Jackson auctions pre- and post-auction shows. She's also the author of the Automotive How-To Book, The Garage Girl's Guide to Everything You Need to Know About Your Car. Kind of a long title. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I just called it The Garage Girl's Guide. <laughs> she recently launched an all-new Motor Trend series, Ride of Your Life with Courtney Hansen. You actually announced that to the world last, ep last, yeah. last podcast episode that you were on. You can learn more about her by visiting her website, CourtneyHanson.com, or following her on Instagram at Courtney underscore Hanson. Courtney Hanson, welcome to Oil & Whiskey. Hey, guys. Hey. It is so good to be here. It's so good to see this operation in person, see all of you guys, and I love the cold weather. Call me crazy, but I'm super you're, excited. You're crazy, about it. absolutely. It's I will, snowing. I will 100% call you crazy over that. But I'm from Minnesota, but I've been living in Florida, between Florida and California for the past. Mm, since I was 10, however many years that is. And, you know, I'm sometimes I like to mix it up. I need some cool weather in my life. We've yeah. definitely got it right Minnesota. now. Minnesota. It's cold. Minnesota. Cold. It's snowing. You guys, it's 20 degrees and snowing. Did, did, yeah, you, yeah. did you have to work the Minnesota accent out, or have you still... Is it 100%. Pop? Okay, so... It's for so. TV, that's probably... Maybe, is that frowned upon? <laughs> yes. And I was doing commercials back in the day. So I grew up in Minnesota, moved to Florida, Minnesota, moved to Florida when I was 10. And um, and then I, I stayed in Florida and then spent some time. It, it was Naples, Miami, and then Chicago, actually, for a summer. And then I moved to California. And I've been between California and Florida ever since. But I went to Florida State, and I had a horrible Minnesota accent, like really, really thick, as thick as it gets. And just picture the movie Fargo. And, <laughs> oh, no and, and one, one day my boyfriend said to me, Courtney, it's not a bag, it's a bag. And, and he's like, her last name isn't Maglione, it's Maglione. And I started training my brain to, to uh, think of it the right way and to speak correctly, I guess. And uh, I killed my Minnesota accent. And, and then, yes, it probably made it better for doing commercials and eventually TV. So I don't know what the accent is now. <laughs> I think it's you a slip back into it every once in a while, get one word, catches you off guard. Maybe if I've had too much tequila or probably. when I'm hanging out with Minnesota friends, it happens. That's, that's when it gets you. Josh is from Alabama. <laughs> He's been up here a long time, so it's kind of like faded, but you get him around some Alabamians, Alabamans, 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 Alabamans. and it comes out thick. 
We have them on. Man, on you sound like Boone. You start sounding like Boone Hauer there. The peanut butter in the roof of your mouth, man. It'll come back. <laughs> I let's can, hear it. Let's hear it. I can. Uh, it'll, I'm sure it'll come out tonight. <laughs> we have a couple of Alabama guys on the show on Ride of Your Life. Yeah, I know Will's from Will's from up mm-hmm. there. And Jackson. Okay. Jackson Con. Will sounds still sounds country. It, it's thick, yeah, but Jackson's TV even really hasn't changed anything for <laughs> <No>. Will. <laughs> I don't think he wants it to either. I, no. th- I think he just embraces you gotta, you gotta it. Own it. You're, you're our first return guest, so really, well, again, I'm question your sanity. That's what I was. That was, that was my like, first question. Was going to be, did you did you hear the other the, the first one? <laughs> um, I did, and I, I actually loved it. And I have to say, I'm so sorry. I, I feel really badly that I didn't properly promote it and get it out there. It was in conjunction with um, finishing the last episodes of my show, editing like crazy day and night and through the night, and I had to promote the, the show yeah, and the series. But I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to be promoting the podcast because I really enjoyed it. And I, I have to tell you with all sincerity, it's one of my favorite interviews ever. Really? Maybe my very favorite ever. And so I just thought you guys were so warm, obviously, and fun, but you ask amazing questions. It's always, I mean, don't you, you, don't you love to be interviewed by people who ask really good questions? And it it, it makes it easy. Yeah. You guys are like, some people ask some stupid ass (laughs) questions, you know? So Jeremy, how did you get that name? (laughs) My my mother. (laughs) Can you, can you slide, can you slide the alcohol down a little bit? Josh, hey, what's your favorite car? I, I like Chevys. <laughs> Blue or red? <laughs> we, we are drinking something a little different tonight. Instead it's of a, being oil and whiskey, this is yep, this oil is and Courtney's te- pick. tequila. So oh, gonna, are you guys all drinking tequila? Yeah, yeah. we are going oh, for it. I, and so cheers, cheers, you guys. I was totally down to drink whiskey. Bam. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I was explaining that this is my first time in... 25 years back in the saddle after a wicked high school party on some Jose Cuervo. Are you ready for this? I, <laughs> I sipped it. It tastes delicious. The smell still gets me. Just to hold your you, breath. It's, and it's, an instant, <laughs> it's an instant flashback to Gag reflex. convulsing, laying in the grass. Oh, because you, get, you get hammered, hammered? Oh, yeah. That was like, like borderline alcohol. Poisoning okay. one, and it sticks with you, man. That does not go away. But, but you had the bad stuff. You had Jose Cuervo. You can't. It, it t- stuff tastes good. Taste. I'm it's down the, with it. It's so. the smell. You're gonna love it's that. Just hold your smell. breath. And <laughs> and tequila is the only form of alcohol that's a stimulant and not a depressant. Huh? Really? Yeah. That's why it makes everybody so happy and crazy. I didn't know that. And yeah, take the clothes off. <laughs> and yeah, hell yeah, that's what's gonna happen to me. I was, I was saying that's this is how this podcast ends. Jeremy, you have no pants. You have no pants on. Yeah. Hands on the table. Well, you, you guys, Prove it. You guys remember the roadster shop? <laughs> Those guys were they used to build whatever, cool chassis and whatever everything. happened to those guys. <laughs> Tequila thing. happened to those guys. Courtney got them on tequila. I can't. Yeah. Is this your first time drinking it tequila? Is back at it is. It, it actually tastes really good. I mean, it's sweet, yeah, smooth, it's a lot sweeter than that. Super good, ones, man. I, I just I gotta, told you, I just got to push through the funky smell. There's absolutely just, no burn to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I could, you could get really hammered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could get how does this? Up. How does this compare as far as getting you shit faced in comparison to bourbon? I mean, from mm-hmm. a proof standpoint, we'll find if, out. If you just sip it, like I sip it throughout the night, and if you don't drink too much and don't take shots, it's the best buzz. It's a happy, good feeling, and then you're not hungover. You just can't mix. Okay. You can't mix it with anything else. You just have to stick with this tequila top shelf, and you'll feel great tomorrow. That's always yes. the problem at it. At SEMA, is the <laughs> is the mixing is because it's always. Like, right when the show's over, let's grab a couple cold beers because, 
you know, that's just easiest thing to grab. And then it's probably need to get dinner while we're waiting on our reservations. Let's have a couple whiskeys. It's dinner. We might as well get some wine. Wine. Then it's usually too many wines. Dude, it's the wine, the wine, mixing the wine in is what gets you. And, and then, then when you cannonball that with some quaaludes, <laughs> then, I mean, the night, then the night gets, yeah. goes crazy. Well, then you're still a thing. I don't know. <laughs> then you're done with wine, and then it's like, well, let's grab a couple cocktails after. And then, and then that's man. it. Yeah, that's why I don't drink wine. Is that it? Yeah, I don't like the taste, but. Oh. That, yeah, <laughs> it's another that too. But if you just stick with wine and you drink the good stuff, that's another nice buzz. I enjoy I enjoy. Me too. I'm good right now. I'm not a wine fan at all. I like it a lot. Brian Fuller and I had dinner the first night, like before SEMA started. So Monday night, we had dinner at SEMA. We went to an amazing restaurant, Milos, the Greek spot. I love it. I look forward to it all year long. And um, and he was like, all right, we're, we're pros, right? We can't drink tonight. <laughs> We've got to take it easy. <laughs> no drinking. Let's just have dinner, get some good food. We sit down. We're like, let's have a martini. And then he's like, should we get a bottle of wine? <laughs> Mixing it all up, doing exactly what you just that said. That reminds me. We have a, there's a Brian Fuller story, I think, that needs to be told. Tell it. There this is. will be. <laughs> well, so after, an seeing, enabler. after seeing his that Instagram post he had with the Viper chair, yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he has any shame. I think he'd he be perfectly fun. What well, I didn't. It. I didn't see it. He does. Oh, you haven't seen the Viper chair? It was something at SEMA. Let me no. see. If I we should bring this up. I didn't cool. see it. Yeah. See this it. is pretty cool. This is. Uh, How did I miss it? It. It's actually pretty damn funny. I mean, I was entertained by it. Yeah. Brian is hilarious. Yeah, he's a he's a riot. He's so funny. Yeah, good dude, talented Love guy Fuller. too, and just a good person. Yeah. He's yes, a good, good dude. He, yeah, he, we used to be friends until after this uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, let's see. Was it a story? Oh, there it is. Yeah. You got to get the let's volume cranking on this. Sorry. Hold on. Let's. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let's figure out the volume. Close here. it and start over. <laughs> Can we can hear? Get it on here. I can hear it. Yeah. yeah but it's not piping through. But they'll, yeah. they, they'll, they'll figure it out. Let's see. Here, you can see it on that one, too. I get it. All right, you ready? SEMA 2022, Viper Chair. Look at the logo. It's got a detail pad. Get on your knees. Viper Chair. Made in America. Any color you want. Viper Chair. West Hall, come on. New Creeper. Viper Chair. <laughs> what on earth? Creeper Chair. He's hissing at the camera. And he's so funny. He's a character. So this was the first SEMA ever for him where he didn't, he was just there for fun. No cars. He, yeah, no it's cars like, yeah, and no fun. no pressure, no work. He said he was just there to have fun and actually enjoy the show. Yeah, and you can tell he's enjoying the show. Yeah, so I don't know if they sold any Viper chairs off of that, but he did look like he was having fun. So hopefully Ironclad can put that in where everybody can 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 enjoy that in the in the audio. So back to our back to Jeremy telling the story. Um, Let me telling the story. Yeah, yeah. So we're this was probably four or five years ago. We were down in. Uh, Pigeon Forge for Shades of the Past. Yeah. Um, one of our greatest, besides the show, we do enjoy the show, but one of our greatest pastimes is peeling away from the show for a couple hours and going to Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Mm. We love shopping the knives. We're like two kids in a toy store um, and do that. So we're, we said we're going to peel away for a couple hours and head to Smoky Mountain Knife Works. We're pulling out and we're going down the hill about to 
leave the show, and then you can go ahead and pick up from there. Which part? There's there's a part of that story that I don't need to know if it should be told. Oh yeah, you can <laughs> tell, tell it. it. You can tell it <laughs> the correct it. way. Tell it. Like the door mechanism part, or is that? <laughs> yeah, we, that yeah we can leave that out. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we're talking about when we got down to the. Yeah, we're, uh, so we're about to leave, and, and you're we're the like, storyteller. Great job yeah. telling yeah. the story. You're the storyteller. So we're we're like super it, excited man. about going because yeah. we actually were able to you know peel away for a couple hours. So we're leaving, and Brian calls me. He's like, "Hey, I see y'all leaving the show. Where are you headed?" Like, we're just gonna grab something to eat real quick. We'll come right back. And uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm hungry. I'll I'll go with you." Okay, no problem. So it's kind of like. Love Brian to death, great dude. We're also like, <laughs> we're going to the knife store. Like yes. we want to go shop knives, right? Yeah. He's got a short attention span. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, very, yeah, very. Brian, and Brian, yeah, he's ADD. He's, he doesn't sure. stay focused, so mm-hmm. gets in the gets in the car where you leave, and uh, we're like, hey, we're gonna stop at the knife store, you know, really quick. And he's like, I don't carry a knife. I'm like, that's fine. We're, we're going shopping yeah. for for knives. You don't have to shop, but we're going shopping for knives. So we go in there and. <clears throat> this is like an experience for us. We're shopping, right? This isn't like a... It's like a Walmart-sized yeah. knife store. Like you, yeah, it's, it's three just, stories. Wow. It's probably like 100,000 square foot. Wow. But this I, was going to be like a thing for for multiple hours. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you, hours? If Wait you, for hours. At least an hour. But like it could be hours that you're knife shopping. It very well could be. Yeah. If you're wow. the one shopping you for samples, you, you want to go to the mall, you don't want to be rushed, right? Well, true, but I would kind of either... I know what I'm looking for, first of all, and I know what I like. So it's kind of like it's it's quick. Like I would I would fall in love with a pair of shoes pretty quickly. But there's so many things out there that we don't even know existed, and we're like, oh my goodness, really? Oh yeah. yeah. Like wanna, so, every year you find new things. Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want to touch? I mean, you don't know. One minute you're playing with nunchucks, the next minute you've got like a switchblade. I'm telling you, and then there's a slingshot. Yeah, adults. Yeah. Yeah. Adults is questionable. Do you guys collect knives? Yeah. We've got a lot yeah. of knives. Yeah. I haven't even seen one since I've been here. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, we do that through the podcast. We bust yeah, there's, these There's a whole out. thing of knives right, right over there. Oh, wow. Well, okay, before I leave, I want to, we definitely have to continue the story, but before I leave, I want to <laughs> know the best knife that I should get to just, like, have on a daily basis. Oh, we can, we can take care of that. Okay. Yeah, we can hook you up. You could, you're checking baggage, right? Um, oh, you can leave here with yeah, a yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You can leave yeah, yeah. here with a knife. We got, yeah, we got yeah. you. Yeah. So, Brian's, you know, super excited, and then in 10 minutes of being there, he's super excited to go. <laughs> All right, this is pretty cool. So we headed to get lunch. Let's get out of here. Dude. And now, now Jeremy's getting, he's getting a little agitated because he's like, dude, we came here to look at knives. Like, and so, so we're like looking at knives and Brian keeps on. He's like, well, I'm kind of done looking at knives. We can go. So Jeremy's like, well, this is such a, like a kid move. He's like, dude, buddy, if you're tired of looking at knives or whatever, why don't you go sit out front on the porch? And there's, no. so there's a, there's like a front porch area, like a covered porch and like these benches. So Brian goes out there and he's sitting on the porch. So we finished shopping for knives. Like how long did it take? Probably another 45 minutes. But we bought, we bought, you know, our fill of knives and we go to leave. So Brian's <clears> out there on, on the bench and he's sketching on his little sketch pad that he carries around with him. And he's sketching all this exhaust and stuff like that. And uh, so when we go to lunch, no problem. Everything's fine. We come back to the show. A couple of hours later is the award ceremony at the Shades of the Past. So me and him are sitting there. He's still giving me shit for basically <laughs> ruining the knife trip. Still to you this know. day, I do. Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting there, and Brian comes back up, and he wants to tell us a story. And now Jeremy can pick it up from there. I, yeah, I mean, the story is great. I feel like this is one of those things that only we get, you know? 
So he starts telling a story, and this starts with like somehow he's riding a motorcycle. You know Brian well enough to know how long oh, he goes. Oh, right. totally. He's riding oh, a motorcycle yeah. somewhere. I don't really know where the story started or what he was getting at, but there were mushrooms involved. Yes. In the story. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, so there, were, there were mushrooms. I think there was some new like somebody wasn't wearing clothes. Is that right? Yeah, he showed up to the wrong place and then went to the other one, and there's like a bunch of guys not wearing clothes. So then it's like oh, some more mushrooms. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then it's like. He starts telling us about how he gets out on the highway on his motorcycle, right? And he's kind of like eccentric. I mean, he's yeah, a cool dude, totally he's, you eccentric. know. And uh, <laughs> it got like you know when somebody does something and they do it for too like it's something that's a little awkward, but then they do yeah. it for a little too long, so then it gets like really uncomfortable, uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, and you're kind of like <laughs> like loud. It's loud. Prob- probably kind of like this story. <laughs> no, no, I love this story. I, love yeah, it. I feel like we could start right here. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's telling he's like so yeah, dude. I'm trying to pay attention to the award because we have a customer there. We've got a car in the running for this top one of two cars to win the award. I'm looking at, and he looks over at me and he's kind of squatting down and he just somehow, he explains to me about how he's going on the highway on this bike. And he's like, dude. And it's just like, I just get on it. Right. And I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." (laughs) and he goes through like the loudest Scree- I was like, people are. People oh my are, god! Everybody and I'm like, watching. Like he's listening to this probably too, and he's like, I don't remember any of this shit. But I'm like, it was so like off-putting, but, but it wasn't. It was literally six gears. He you did, know, like he did ten percent of the length. A first, oh six, yeah, like a bike guy. You know, they're like, eh, eh, you know, and they give you like a little kind of like you know the little throttle <laughs> thing. It was a it was a six gear pull. We went. One to seven thousand RPMs in every bank the rev limiter every year, and, it, and there was and there was eye contact, and it was it got fucking weird, dude. It got, like I love Brian, I love him to death, I respect the bottom. That was really fucking weird. It was the most embarrassing <laughs> moment because everyone's looking at you like, "What's going on?" I hope Brian listens to this. Oh. I hope he listens to this. Yeah, it's a long, drawn out story, but it's something that we bust his chops about it later. Yeah. When else are you gonna be able to tell that story? So last time you were on, you you d- dropped it to the world about uh, the ride of your life. Yes. So you filmed some episodes. They're out there. Uh, there's, what, 9, 10, 11, 12 of them, something? Well, we shot a total of 12. So we built 12 cars and trucks um, throughout the season. Eight of them have aired so far, and they're rating really awesomely on Motor Trend. It's, it's doing great in Motor Trend primetime. And... Um, they're rerunning those episodes like crazy. So like that both. makes me happy. And we have four more coming in the new year. So we basically just needed a break to finish editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of today, the editing is done. And um, yes. I was a big part of the story producing. So I wasn't pushing buttons editing, but I was um, giving editing notes. And it was day and night and often through the night. Last night, I didn't get to sleep until, well, it was about 4 a.m. <laughs> that I finally got to sleep. And then I had to wake up two hours later, take my daughter to school, Damn. and then fly to Chicago. <laughs> that's that's the things that you want to tell people when you run into them, and they're like, "Oh, must be nice, a TV show, you know, all that." Like, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, let me tell you about how cool mm-hmm. it is to be on a TV show. I said I'm editing. I said it before, and I'll say it again. There's one thing that I will say about myself and take it to the grave. I work my ass off, and it it's takes. a lot of work. It's it's hard and it is not glamorous. Well, I know you talked about, you know, that was it, probably one of the hardest things you did was was getting that show from concept to it's on. You yeah. know, that was that was years you had 
it was pandemic tough. to work through. Mm-hmm. You had all kinds of stuff. So now that first episode, it goes live. I'm sure you're all you're watching it. What what is that moment like to know that this is? I mean, you've you've obviously been around TV forever, but working that hard that long on something that was that was yours. Yeah, it was it was definitely gratifying, and for sure it's a team effort, but. It was really hard to make this happen um, during a global pandemic and just everything that went with that. So the, the biggest thing that happened at the onset was lost sponsorship dollars. And so I thought the entire project was funded and it's a long story, but originally we were going to do a pilot and then potentially like we had the rest funded, but we were, we were going to attempt to sell it to a network and then everything blew up with the pandemic and we lost a lot of money in sponsor dollars, but I just kept it going and found the resources to keep it going and a lot of that was my own you know my own life savings <laughs> and so, um, so you're investing and, in yourself yes yeah. and it meant not taking a paycheck for two and a half years and uh that's just part of the deal but making sure everybody else was taken care of and then we had um a lot of parts weren't available because of the pandemic a lot of things were back ordered we had to shift gears a lot we had a lot of shutdowns because people were getting sick it was one after another getting sick. So it was just really, really tough. <laughs> but we made it through. So seeing that first episode, I was sitting with me. We actually had um, we had a premiere party. And I wasn't going to do anything for the premiere. And, um, and my husband has a business, works with a lot of amazing women. And one of his managers said to me, like, wait, you're not going to do anything for the premiere of your show that you've worked so hard for? I'm like, I don't have time to plan anything. And she's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan it. Whether you like it or not, I'm gonna plan it. And then she got this this man, uh, Wilfredo is his name in Naples. Um, he's an interior designer and he has a magazine, and he he's an eccentric, amazing. He's one of a kind, and uh, he he and well, he actually took over and he planned this event at a theater in Naples, that was off the charts. It was. It was mind-blowing what he did. The lights and the music and the entertainment, and we rented out the theater, and we we, we had a sold-out uh, venue. We had to bring in folding chairs for people That's because awesome. all the seats were filled. And, uh, and it was just, like, it was surreal to see it on the screen and to, like, have the, the my loved ones around me. And um, I think I cried. I mean, it was just crazy to see it come to fruition. So um, In that moment, are you... Are you able to live in the moment and enjoy it and take the breath? Or the whole time are you thinking, well, next one, that could be a little bit better and this could be tweaked and I should do more of this or less of this and these guys are doing 100% that. what you just said, the second thing you said. <laughs> the whole time I was like, oh, I, like, I was so tired there. Oh, I know I was just getting over COVID there. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even brush my hair that day. Like, man, we should have done this differently. Ah, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> it's it's got to be a lot like, I mean, the car industry where you go out to SEMA, you thrash on something, you're building a car for years, and you bring it out there, you win something, you're in the moment for a minute, and then you're out of it. Yeah. It's just thinking about the next yeah. car. What am I going to do different on the yeah. next one? It's such a curse yeah. because it's, you can never really just... Is it just our industry only? Because everybody we've talked to I for think the most part has the same. I, I mean, honestly, it's I think, a yeah, creative thing. Anybody that's creative, I feel like it's anybody that's creative and anybody that's had any sort of success. Because, I mean, who's successful that's just like, yep, did that, and that was perfect. Man, okay. just yeah, yeah exactly. It, and I feel really good about it. You know, Foose, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, Foose I works his ass off. I, you no, know? he, no, he works his yeah, ass off for I, sure. But I still think he's he's 
critical yeah. of everything. He's got to be to right. do, do stuff at the level that. If he you're does not it. critical of your own stuff and constantly trying to get better, where is the drive from then? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're always trying to perfect your. The Ring Brothers have said that. Troy Ladd has said that. Yeah. And so, but looking at the show, as far as everybody else on it, like I love everybody on it and I love the editing and I love the storytelling and I love the cars um, because I, I, I didn't design the cars and, you know, I, I help where I can, but I'm, I'm not, you know, Will Posey designed the cars and our team built them. But, um, but so all of that made me super happy seeing everybody else and, and what they did to make that come alive. But I just critique myself like, crazy and it can always be better so season two <laughs> season two <laughs> season one. and even these last four episodes the reason that they went through so many edits and i pulled all these sleepless nights is because it, it's like ah oh, we have to make this better we have to make this better bring in more of that bring in more humor but not too much but then, now we have to bring the heart in and and um more of this person and what yeah you did a lot of uh, uh really good heartfelt stories and everything was a, was a good cause and a good story and a good, you know, everything was, was very happy. Um, what's the, what's the one, what's the one that if you had to pick one, what grabbed you the hardest? That's a good question. It would be the, um, I, I thought about this, the Roadrunner. So we built each story is so special and each family, each recipient has their own unique story and they were all magical in their own ways. And that's why I picked them because we had a ton of submissions. And by the way, on this note, um, go ahead and submit stories for season two. We're accepting them and they're coming in like crazy at royalgarage.com or rideofyourlifetv.com. They go to the same place. Um, people are also submitting them on social media. That's cool too. Um, but we carefully chose the stories. And then, of course, we, we wanted to build certain cars. And we can't do all Camaros or all Fords. or all. Whatever. So we tried to diversify the, the builds um, and then get different unique stories. But the one that tugged at my heart the most was the Roadrunner. Um, it's a convertible, right? Mm -hmm. It's a one-of-one 69 one Roadrunner, the only one ever built in Petty Blue. And it was a Navy veteran and his son who's autistic and battling leukemia. I watched, I watched the episode. No, and it just touches my heart. It's crazy that that episode aired the same night my wife was cutting a bunch of onions. <laughs> and, the, and I was yeah, like, dude. oh, my gosh, this yeah. is wild. Like, Strong that one, onions. That one there, I'm I'm be honest with you, you know, podcast or not, that one will it'll get you. It'll, it'll, it'll rip your fucking heart out. It totally yeah. does, and it, yeah. and so like imagine living it, like it gives me chills. And and uh, Luke is, has been a friend of mine, and um, like I've watched his journey with leukemia. He's 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 battling it like a warrior. He's getting through it. He's he's healthy right now, and he will be forever. Um, but so that was the car that they had to they they had this one of one car. And I mean, it's so valuable, even when it's not built to be what right. it is now. And um, and they had to sell it to pay for medical bills. And and then this wonderful community of people, Phil Painter, Steve Hinckley, a, a group of amazing guys that don't even want to be named, but I'm naming them. They came together to donate it to us. We never could have afforded that car. And, um, and we were able to build it for him. And... We had John Huff and uh, and Steve and these guys out of Wyoming who are Mopar experts, the ultimate Mopar experts, and they're Mopar perfectionists. Everything has to be year correct, period correct, every single like nut and bolt on that car. And they collaborated with our team to build that car, and it's it's 
unlike anything I've ever, any build I've ever been a part of. It's incredible. Well, the one thing that you can't uh, fake, we've, you've been in show business, you've been in specifically the, emotion, the automotive, right? and you can't fake pure joy. No. And that was pure, <laughs> pure joy. joy. And we get so jaded in, in our side of the industry and your side of the industry, you see it all the time. And there's the, you got to turn it on and you got to turn it off. And then, you know, dealing with customers and dealing with vendors and all the other stuff. And there's, there's very, at the end of the day, there's very, limited times where you see pure not fake oh, joy yeah. yeah you could definitely tell the difference like from a mtv rides episode when the car is revealed <laughs> compared cool to yeah. blender. i got a oh. fish tank and yeah. chandelier in my car <laughs> compared to that i mean yeah true the raw emotion is pretty cool to see and this uh we did the reveal at um it used to be mopars at the strip in vegas and now it's muscle cars at the strip and it's phil painter's uh show that he puts on and he was a part of making all of this happen and um and Luke is like, he, he loves the car shows and he's been a fan since Overhauling. And so um, we, we set up a ruse there where Chelsea, who's the gorgeous interior expert on, on Ride of Your Life, um, she pretends she's doing a documentary on the on the show, and she interviews Luke, and and he's like, "Well, I'm look I'm looking for Courtney Hansen," and and then all of a sudden they see me. It's like Luke, Courtney, Luke, and we have this moment. And then I said, "Luke, I came I came cross country to give you a gift," and I had told him he was in the hospital a couple years ago and and not doing well at the time. And I, he couldn't speak to me, but I said to him, I'm like, hang on, you got this, you're going to pull through. And I have a gift for you coming because I knew we were doing this car. And, um, and so it was just, it was really special to unveil that car and give Bill and Luke the Roadrunner. And then he danced with the, with the setting sun and that gorgeous backdrop in Vegas and all the, the, the cars. And it's a colorful car show because it's Mopar mostly. And, um, he, and Luke was dancing in front of the car, just dancing his heart out. And I was standing there sobbing. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, it's amazing what a car can do, you know, when you really think about it. I mean, it's, it's pretty special. You know I mean? like, basically, yeah, about everything in my life, can, you can, like, some point, any milestone, there's, like, typically a car associated with it, <laughs> a car or a car story. Well, it's not, it's, it's not just a single artifact. It's, it's an artifact that, that triggers an entire photo album in your mind of all of the, of the moments that you've had with that, about that, because of that. I mean, and there's cars that people haven't even owned, but there's so much story about that car, about my neighbor owned this one or my, you know, yeah. father-in-law owned this one. There's just, it's, Burned India. Yeah. Not to get too, like, I mean, we've been sappy for now, like, oh. four minutes yeah, now. I've so been fighting back tears, <laughs> but now I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, so wait, on that note, I have to ask you a question. So I'll never ask you what your favorite car is, because that's like asking who your favorite kid is. <laughs> that's I feel easy. Like, I feel like we all... Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I got two of them. I got two of um like if you had to just without thinking too hard what's the car that has the most like special memories to you that immediately comes to mind it's easy for me to come up with it's just the worst possible vehicle it's, Say it. it's 1976 <laughs> ford f100 long bed um that was my granddad's uh truck and at 13 years old he's like you gotta learn to drive somehow and tossed yeah. me the keys and said go figure it out not with him in it. Just what, what happened to it? What happened to the truck? Uh, I got, I had it from 16 to 17, um, and then it went back to him. He needed it uh, for around the property and stuff, and then uh, he sold it. 
probably about 18 or 19. Are you going to get one back at some one, point? One day. It was it was light doo-doo brown and dark doo-doo brown. Um, <laughs> and it was a long bed. And I'd probably do a short bed. But one day, yeah, that'll be the thing. It's just, you know. Yeah, you've time. got something pulled up. You want to be funny, and I tried well, to tell no, a sweet story. No, this now, is a sweet story. Dude. See, me and Phil, now you feel bad when she no. asked that question. I felt like we were going to go around the table. Me and Phil, <laughs> no, both, you, you, no, you're next. So me, you're me next. and Phil both looked at each other because I know what he's going to. I mean, we had some badass. Was it a convertible? Cars, right, it was. But, but this is a convertible, <laughs> and the simple answer to that question is what, Phil? That's right there. That's a 1992. It's Chrysler the Baron. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. I just found that picture uh, the other like, day. That's is the that last the, car? Is that the actual No, car? that oh. was on Carfax. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for the Barons again. <laughs> that color? <laughs> yeah. It, it was like a... Yeah, that's the color. Audience. Purple with a white top. That was our first oh, car. We'll, when we we'll get 16. that picture to Ironclad so you can pipe oh that in. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was a lot of firsts. Yeah, happened in that car. Really? But, what kind of first? Yeah. Lost, <laughs> hey, believe it or not, first and last. Yeah. <laughs> Lost my virginity in the back of a '92 Chry- purple Chrysler LeBaron. What? How about that? Are you serious? First time I jumped a car, '92 Chrysler LeBaron. That's pretty awesome. First time I put a car up on its side. <laughs> first lawn '92 Chrysler LeBaron. Do, do dudes usually say that first time I lost my virginity? This guy does. I mean, <laughs> so did the other guy. Yeah. That's hurtful. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that was I didn't I didn't yeah. go there and <laughs> I, I fucking hate you guys. So what happened to that car? Uh, man, Good everything happened that to that one. car. Everything yeah. happened to it and then it went down in a blaze of glory. But then it got brought back. It did. Yeah. So my dad owned uh, a bunch of body shops and that was like a I think it was a theft recovery that they left there. So he kept telling us, you know, got this car it's a convertible yeah, they got a mechanics lean on it they fix it up so like, oh, i'm gonna give it to you guys so you have a you know your first car and then he pulls in with this purple chrysler LeBaron with a white convertible top and we're just like <laughs> mm. what <laughs> yeah but you had um, fun with it we had a blast oh, with yeah, it. we did uh, it's the best e-brake ever you can <laughs> one hand drift that thing <laughs> Parallel park it going 40 miles an hour on a snowy street this way on that side of the road in between two cars. Um, yeah, me and, yeah. So on a day like today when it's snowing and it's freezing cold, me and like three buddies, we'd have helmets on, top down, <laughs> just tearing <laughs> through the neighborhood, <laughs> drifting this thing. Oh, my I gosh. mean, God, we have a lot of fun in that yep. car. Well, that's the cool thing about having a car like that that's not valuable. You can really beat up on oh, it yeah, and have yeah. fun with it and not worry about it. Yep. Would you ever want to get it back? Not not that that one. one. (laughs) Someone like it? Like I've I've fabricated for long enough to know how metal fatigues. So when you when you bend a car like this, and then you bend it back multiple times, like right in the middle, eventually it's going to fatigue and break. But but you'll have you'll both have oh 100 percent barons dude i was literally just talking to the guys before they were talking about some winter beaters. You know, a lot of people in Chicago land area get winter beaters. Dude, I am searching for a <laughs> 91 92 i don't like the pre-91 because it's got like the digital display right and it just doesn't get have the hideaway headlights yeah, it just doesn't have the style i mean that was that's a hell of a good looking car <laughs> <laughs> what would you like if, if you got one again would you trick it out would you like so not I'd, buy it? i'd probably take it to the same level that i did that one which was pep boys wheel covers there were five spokes. That was how I cut my teeth on fabrication, made a little bracket to make it dual exhaust. So I made a bracket and fastened it to the back and then clamped a three and a half inch slash cut chrome pipe on one side, 
welded a three and a half inch slash cut pipe on the other side. So it had duels, true duels. Sticking out six inches past the yeah. bumper. It, yeah, tell me how, it tell was, me how badass it's that is. It's super badass. It, it wasn't to be cool. It was purely as a joke. What's crazy <laughs> is at that point in time, we didn't know each other, obviously. We, we've known each other for 15 years now, but I remember them telling that story. And my first girlfriend, real real girlfriend, she had a LeBaron, a convertible LeBaron as well. And uh, that was my first uh, under the shirt over the bra. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> funny how that happens. Yeah. yeah, you were wearing some Abercrombie <laughs> cargos too. Oh yeah, yellow Abercrombie car- cargos with the, with the stripes outside, some shell toes. Oh man, I had the I had the frosted tips. Yeah, we were getting, we looked pretty similar. We were getting after it. Yeah, yeah, glory days. Yeah, in Alabama. No, this was in Atlanta. <clears throat> oh, this is in Atlanta or Norcross. Yeah. Okay. Snell, Everybody Snellville to be. Everybody in our high school had Chrysler LeBaron, so we would have like organized Chrysler LeBaron drag racing in the parking lot afterwards. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> the era of like everybody yeah. had either a Jeep Grand Cherokee or a Chrysler LeBaron. And I knew my way around the LeBaron. I was doing like body work and like pretty mechanically savvy at the <laughs> you time. Were a LeBaron enthusiast. <laughs> well, yeah, you could say that. But a friend of mine, uh, you know, girlfriend of mine, she had one. And back in the day, remember, you used to put weed in, your, in the film yeah, canisters, film cans, the little. Yeah. I don't know what you call them, but cassette, yeah, yes, and she dropped it down in the center console. You know, it was like an eighth. Of, oh, you yeah. mean the the film? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember I put in a camera. It just <laughs> pulled the whole thing. center console apart and tore the car down to get that out. But you know, I know my way around a LeBaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spoon wow. the fenders back over the door so you can get the doors open after jumping it and tacoing it. What what car does that for you? Um, I mean, the one that has like the one that's most special to my life is my 57 Thunderbird because it was my first classic car and I was making money. I think I told you guys about this before. Sorry yeah. to repeat, but, no, it's fine. but the T-Bird, I just, I, I wanted one since I can remember. I wanted white on white and, um, I just wanted a beautiful cruising car. At and that so, point in time when that was, was the whole, you were just like. She I'm going to relive Marilyn Monroe. Totally. The, I mean, I want she the big glasses. She watched American Graffiti. Probably American Graffiti yeah. is what the inspiration was. And um, and by the way, the name of the car is Marilyn. <laughs> the car is in it's Hollywood. A gift. <laughs> it's a gift. You, so you've got the car? The car lives in Hollywood. I will never sell it. I'll never sell it. People ask me every time I drive it. They're, they're, they're like, well, I want to buy it. Name your price. I want that car. Like, no, I'm not going to sell it. I love it so much. So, But that one is the one that just, you know, it, it tugs at my heart because it, it's like the it was my dream car and the first classic that I ever owned. That is cool. after these. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> good. It's you easy like it. You like it. I do. I'm 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 hooked. I mean, it's actually like smoother, sweeter, probably a little easier to drink than most bourbons. <coughs> you Wait, realize you, that's you, really you, sweet. you switched those for this one. That's a bad. Yeah. That's a bad thing. Yeah. Is it? Because yeah, it's gonna create a whole other collection. For oh, we're me gonna that. get wrecked easy. Who, who's driving? <laughs> Uber. We have, yeah, we've got Uber. a we, we have a chaperone that usually <laughs> yeah, oversees we never, this, and then they. Yeah. We yeah, obey, they, they we obey all traffic laws. <laughs> so after after recording all these, um, building this many <clears> badass <throat> cars, all the cool stories, what what have you learned? It's easy to say, what have you learned? Think, but what what were you most surprised that you learned that you're going to look at doing things differently for the next season? Oh, that's easy. Start with better cars instead of getting 
total rust bucket pieces of shit oh, yeah. that need nine million hours, not only on the build side, but on the camera side to shoot it. Um, get better cars and sorry audience out there for, you know, spilling this detail, but make them look as bad as possible for TV and then, and then transform them into works of art or we will have more time to get creative with them. Right. Do cooler and, shit. And do cooler stuff. Exactly. And that, yeah. That's no different than like our vision on it. When you bring a car in, you've got a budget. So if you bring that car in, you've got to spend 90% of the budget, just patch and rust and put it back together. Right. That sucks. You want to spend the majority of that budget on doing cool things, which the same thing applies. Exactly. For you guys. We like, preach to customers all the time, like spend an extra 10, 15 grand up front to get a much better car. It'll right. save you 40, 50,000 yeah. dollars on the right. backside right. And, and probably six to eight months of build time. In this case, it would have <laughs> probably saved a year of time and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's a big lesson that I learned. And I have to give credit to Mini Mike. Mike was like, get better cars. He was Wait, saying what it. What was it like working with Mike? <laughs> I was going to I was gonna bring that up. We, we had him on on a special listener. It's yet to be aired. It's probably aired by now. But we had him on a special listener que uh, questions episode. So different listeners called in and we had him on. Uh, for about five or ten minutes, and he's yeah. a trip. He's a trip. Oh, yeah. I want to party a with total. Him. With oh, Mikey. yeah, you do. He's a riot. You definitely want to party with him. Uh, um, I don't know if you want to be his boss, <laughs> <laughs> and I think Steve Cook would agree. Yeah, it sounds but like Mikey. an HR issue yeah, in this setting. Well, well, he I, even I, brought that up after he asked his question. He goes, "Ah, oh, my dad's gonna fucking kill me after this." One. <laughs> he, well, yeah. I talked to Steve at SEMA. He comes up. He's like. How bad was he? And I was like, I mean, he went, he said, he told me the first thing he asked. He said, I just shook my head and said, you didn't really say that. And he said, yeah, I did. I said, yeah, he, he did. He absolutely did. Uh, he's unfiltered for sure. God, but I love but it, Mikey's awesome. I love it. He's, he's honest. He's real. He can be a pain in the ass, but he's lovable. And um, he's TV gold. And yeah. Is he the biggest pain in the ass on the show? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> but you know what, Mikey, like, he, he, he takes this all with a, with a, like, he's a good sport about this. So he heard our podcast in August and, um, and he, he texted me and when I get late texts from him, I wonder, oh boy, well, this is going to be interesting because if, when he drinks, it's, especially if there's a picture attached uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes really unfiltered when he's drinking. Uh, um, and so I got a, a message from him and he's like, um, you have no idea, but you did me a big favor. And I'm like, favor? What did I do? Cause we hadn't been working together in a minute. I hadn't spoken to him in a minute. And he's like, he's like, I heard the podcast and I love what you said about me. <laughs> I'm like, really? You love what I said? He's like, yeah, you know, you were honest and, and I appreciate it. And my dad agrees with you and you made me laugh. And, and he just loved that we were chatting about him. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's so. one thing to a fault, I guess we will say, is there's no bullshit on this side of, of things when we're what, what we're doing. Usually to a fault. I mean, it's probably going to be the demise of yeah, when, not only when, the podcast, when, but when, the roadster when Brian, show as well. When Brian Fuller <laughs> sucker punches me at yeah. the next car show, yeah, that's, that's yeah, going to be bad. Right. It's going to be bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely will be. I mean, he looks pretty physically fit. He's... 
But he run. looks physically decent, fit decent like stature. a marathon runner. Like he's just yeah, he's lean. Yeah. He's, he's lean, lean, yeah. lean and quick. I and mean, I saw, I saw the way he moved around that diaper chair. I don't think I'd want to. Tie up with him. Very agile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling around. Kissing. Oh, my gosh. Oh. But, yeah, Mike, Mikey's a trip. He, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. <clears throat> We're just, I'm just digging into the, the logistics part of it. So you, you live in Florida, what, half the year, more than half the year? My husband has businesses in Florida. So we live in southwest Florida for the majority of the year. That's where our daughter Holland goes to school, and that's where our home base is. And then I have a home in California in West Hollywood. So I've, I've had a house there for 15 years, and I've lived between Florida and, well, I met Jay in 2013. So, but prior to that, I was living in L.A. since 2000. For all the and fans out there, what's that address? <laughs> <laughs> well. Is there a creepy one out there? Because we, we went down that path with Jonathan Ward. And boy, oh, did he yeah. take a detour on that. Yeah, he, I you know, mean, he you was know Jonathan Ward from Icon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was a childhood actor. Oh. Yeah, from uh, Beans Baxter. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, Google Bean, it. Beans okay. Baxter. Okay. Google it. So he was Beans Baxter. What was his name? Beans Baxter. And definitely Google <laughs> Yeah, definitely Google <laughs> But he had, this is serious business. Not so he. We didn't want to make fun of it, and he definitely didn't want to talk about it. Uh, he had a, a stalker, a childhood stalker, and that's what got him out of the deal. So I have stalkers too, and <laughs> I don't know how oh, much I want to expand on it. But <laughs> it's, old, it's, old, old men in New Balances and jean shorts—those yeah, <laughs> are just, those are just, those <laughs> just creepy old men. <laughs> they they, they want to put their arm around you and take a picture. <laughs> I have crazy stories, and I have some crazy stalkers. Another round of tequila. Um, is just, there one that you can share? Mm, okay. Non-stalker, oh, just a weird, just no, a weirdo. Yeah, if there's no restraining order or anything, if you can. Well, I had a lesbian stalker. That's kind of an interesting That's cool. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, there's no you're bullshit. Like, you're like, no was she cute? Oh, was sorry. she cute? Yeah. She actually was kind of cute. <laughs> That's pretty. Um, <laughs> it's usually the dudes, but in this case, there was a woman, and yeah, she, was, she would not leave my side at a car show. I want to say the car show was in Canada. But um, you know, there, I was shooting a show uh, called Destination Wild for Fox Sports. This was like in 2010, 11, and I think it was Destination Wild, or was it Vincetta Garage? I, one of them. Anyway, we were going from Detroit across the border into Canada, and we had a whole caravan of production cars, and we got stopped at the border, and it was all about me. They took my passport. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? I've never been arrested. I've never done anything bad that I know of. I'm boring like that. And um, we sat in, like, the that whatever you call it, customs area in this building for hours. Where are all these and, shrooms coming and, from? And, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. And this is a true story, and I'm not exaggerating any of it. We were there for at least three hours. And then when I finally, I was, I was like, sweating nervous, like, what is going on? And when I got to the... Um, the counter, they were like, listen, there are seven people of interest who are stalking you online, and we have algorithms that, that determine, like, they're people who, <laughs> I don't even know if I should be saying this, but yeah, people who... Are, should be concerned uh, about. That you should be concerned about, and they're like, we really need to bring this to your attention and go talk to the authorities in the U.S. Like, this is a major thing. And so I did. I And um, my my 
one of my brothers is a retired uh, police officer in Minnesota for 30 years. So he actually has accompanied me to SEMA the past many years. And we have our eye closely on all of you stalkers out there. We know who you are. <laughs> We're watching you. <laughs> we know where you live. That, that is crazy. I've wondered, you know, about how that works. You know, I, I saw you walking through SEMA and I figured you're like beeline and I know you got a million things going on. I was going to stop and say hi, but I figured it's like, hey, the, the stuff, I mean, I'm sure you love your fans, but it's also got to be like crazy. I mean, I've, I've watched Jesse James do it, yeah. you know, and it's, he's got a good way of like being like, all right, that's enough. Like done with you. Yeah. It's got, but he's he's a but he's a badass. He's not near as nice as Corey. Yeah, like he can get away with that. He's oh, we just saw James. you on with the Sunday. We were shopping. We were at the Cosmo or whatever, and saw you Sunday and you know, before the show. And it was kind of like she's doing her shopping thing. We're doing our shopping. Thing. We didn't want to just I? walk up and be like, uh, "Where were we?" Was I shopping? Oh, I, I'm. I was probably coming. We were for, shopping. You were just at, probably there. But I went to the vitamin place to get a hydration. Um, do you guys ever get hydration therapy IVs? I never have. Ever oh, I swear by them. Really? I swear by them. Oh my gosh! First of all, for a hangover, one hundred percent, it kicks it. It will get rid of headache. You're um, if you're lethargic, if you're feeling exhausted, hydration therapy. I'm it's all about it. But also, like if you feel like you're getting sick. For sure, get an IV and it boosts your immune system, gives you energy. So you guys I mean, might want to think about doing yeah. some of that. None, none of the three of us are going to ever have a loss in front of the other. Like physically, it doesn't You're matter. You're that competitive. Oh yeah, there could be there could be a school bus flipped over on top of us, and you know they're about to walk out. Get it off of you. You could literally fall down three stairs flat on your back. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened. I didn't get COVID. <laughs> oh, I, there was no more to the story. That you could literally fall down the stairs. So you've was, never had it? No, I never had it. But what? I do I do have <clears throat> unfortunate other incidents that they've never let me live down. That was, first of all, that I've still got pending lawsuit. We can't even talk about that restaurant. Because <laughs> those steps were out of grade, and they, were, they had no there grip was, material. Yeah, there was a downward slant to them. It was probably a couple degrees. Did this is, this, just to give you some backstory, I'm, well, I know we're going all over the place, but... The reason I was so nice to him during COVID was not too long before that, we were down in the Keys. We go to a restaurant. And this <laughs> Which, is one? One, this Which is, one? Do you remember? Uh, we were, it was actually a, like a sushi joint in Isle Mirada. Okay. So we're down there and we're eating. So we leave and it's misting rain out. And I've got, I've got Converse on and there's like three wooden steps down and they were angled it was probably about a 60 degree downward angle. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and I hit that first step and we were all laughing, talking. I hit that first step and I went parallel <laughs> instantly. And I hit my back before I'm still in the air and I'm looking down and all I can hear is him. And he's like, yes, <laughs> fuck yes. And there's people out there looking like concerned about me and he's dying. No way. He's oh like, my, oh, that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. That's him, not me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, and so, that's just the way. Did you get hurt? Were you hurt? Oh, yeah. I mean, he went yeah, taking a stare to the mid spine, like from several <laughs> feet in the air. Hurt or not, I got right back up and brushed it off. Oh. You did. No, I, I was fine. Yeah. So, that, I'm telling you, show no weakness. Oh, show no weakness, show no pain. That's why, I mean, if you show up with fucking oxygen, I mean, honestly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I would think other people were scared, like, that you were going to get them sick or... Or no, it just, was this was this was just trying to. No, I had uh, I actually had a guy. Uh, he came. Was it to you or you and complained that I shouldn't be there because, with all the welding 
Oh, hey, you the, might explode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I thought I had a bad case of it, but nothing like that. But I was in the hospital, too. And I had, like, the long haul where I would fall asleep in the middle of the garage every day for hours. Like, just, I'd be in a meeting and just, if I closed my eyes, done. Like, driving was scary because it's like, okay, keep my eyes open. But, um, and the guys would just let me sleep because like, you needed sleep. <laughs> you got that. Damn. But anyway. But so, when I saw you guys, at, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back home. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always, I have to bring it back home. I have OCD. I'm a, I have OCD. So, we were at the Cosmo. And that Sunday, I know that I w- was for sure going to the vitamin bar yeah. thing. I don't know what it's called, but to get hydration therapy ahead of SEMA because twice I've been hospitalized after SEMA, just hugging everybody, shaking of, hands and the germs. And this is pre-pandemic. Like I, I got, I, I was hospitalized twice. So, so I'm very neurotic about staying healthy, lots of water, little drinking unless I'm out with Fuller. <laughs> I know who to avoid at SEMA, that's for sure. But I think that's what I was doing that day. I saw you guys. Yeah, but that's uh, like I guess the whole point of this. We went. There was a point. Yeah. Well, we we okay. we we saw you. You know, we wanted to be respectful of. Hey, she's doing her thing. You're not. If, like you were talking about, it's difficult to always. Sometimes you gotta have a little time to yourself. Sometimes. Yeah, but I would have loved for you guys to say hi. Now the stalkers know to really bring it back home. <laughs> the stalkers, I don't want to say hi. I don't want you. I don't want you at the Cosmo for sure. Hey, <laughs> I don't want you in Vegas either. <laughs> Just leave her alone. <laughs> Definitely don't come to the SEMA show. And but you guys, I would, I would have loved. I would have said, let's let's have a tequila. So talking yeah. about SEMA, you did uh, uh, you did some stuff with Mile Marker Industries. Yes. So tell us about them. I'm I'm unfamiliar. Oh. Gosh, I love yeah. them yeah, I'm so not, I'm much. Not familiar with me either. There's just companies that I love and I love working with. And one of them, and I'm not paid to say this right now, but I love working with Castrol. Castrol is one of my favorite companies I've ever worked with. They're easy, they're fun, they have good ideas. It's just like smooth and just easy. And Mile Marker is incredible. So it's winches and all different car parts and, and off-road stuff. And um, they approached me about uh, being their ambassador. And I looked into it, did a lot of research on them. Their product is amazing, high, high quality. And I, I asked some of my most respected people, you know, who I work with and in the industry. And they said, heck yeah. And they're amazing. So I was with them every day at SEMA. And I was kind of like, oh, man. I had to, to be honest, I was like, Ugh, every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as well. <laughs> Usually I'm out Friday, yeah. but nope, I had to be with my own worker. Is the, at the autograph signings, is that where the weirdos come? They do. <laughs> but it, I, I, yeah. I'm not. I always, so if you're going to stand you, in line for dude, that you, long. So yeah. you wonder about those, you know, about the autographs, you think, obviously those guys are fucking weirdos, but <laughs> believe it or not, we have an autograph picture that you autographed from, we, Way back, we did a Mr. Gasket truck. Oh. A Suburban. Yes. And it was sitting, before we knocked this wall out, we turned this into a podcast studio, there was like a little trophy kind of thing on the side. And that picture, it just sat there forever. And it's, it's it, a, I think from it's the power block. From yeah, power the power block. block. I was going to say yeah. it's power block. The green. Yeah. I didn't even know how it got way, way back in, well... Wait, you stood in I, line for six yeah, hours. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I was like, hey, Court, hey, Court, can you? Oh, my God. Pull his eyes. No, I don't, know, yeah, I don't know where, honestly, I don't know where, where we got it from. That's funny. But yeah, Power Block. Because I right. hadn't met you until, I mean, honestly, the first time I ever met you was the last yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just this well, just came to me, and I know we're talking about <laughs> stalkers and stuff. Who, if you had to guess, <laughs> if you had to guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna put three people out there. Okay. You've got Chip Foose, Chris Jacobs, and Courtney Hansen. Who do you think has the worst stalker story? I feel like uh, Chip Foose, or Chris Foose. I think. Because you, I mean, I think Foose is too nice to. Yeah, I'm Foose telling, is I nice, bet you Chris Jacobs has yeah. a has a. You think so? Yeah, he's got a probably a weird. There's something out there. <laughs> One day we're going to get him. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him that. I'll ask him about. What would you think between the three of you? Who do you think's got the weirdest? I think I have some pretty crazy ones. Like I. <sighs> Like I don't even want to tell the worst ones because <laughs> it's gonna fine. get people ideas. If you if you <laughs> think you, if you think that you win, that's I, fine. I, I so think, think I win. I really do. Yeah, I just don't want to give people so ideas. W- walk me through a scenario, Josh. Chris Jacobs, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. Like, what do you think that stalker is? What are we What are we looking at here? Oh, I think that because you're. I mean, no, you're I'm a creative preface guy. This, there's a pretty good chance this gets edited out. Oh, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Male or female? Male or female? It's female. Okay. But it's female. Really? It's completely not what you would think. This is a in every other aspect of her life, she's got her shit together. She's a mother. She's a wife. This she's, is her guilty pleasure. But she is something about Chris. <laughs> I mean, cranks her tractor. Well, there's and a lot to love about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and she has, I mean, there's. she's shown up. She's spent one of her children's entire college savings on just travel to show to up at Chris. all Ooh. these places that Chris. I'm telling you. I wonder. It's probably something weird though. It's not. It's not his personality. It's not his face. It's like his hands. Yeah, like there's something hand. about. Yeah, and like there's a, very few times they show his hands, but the, yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird hand. <laughs> yeah. We've got a gift. I'm telling I you, we do. So Chris and I go way back to the beginning <laughs> days of overhauling, and we we dated. Did you? Well, yeah. You and Chris dated. Yeah, we just kept it really on the down low, and uh, Chip was like, "You guys." Okay, do whatever you want, your adults, but do not ruin this show. <laughs> He's like, do not ruin this show. I see where this could go. And we just decided to be friends. I mean, we've been friends all these years. But yeah, we don't really talk we, we don't talk about it much, but people ask me though. I, I got it a lot actually at this past team. Like, were you and Chris ever romantic? Yeah. That's awesome. A little bit. Chris is just such a nice guy, oh, though. He the is. Best. He feels I, honestly, like that's probably he's gonna be, that's his downfall. He's, he's just a, too nice. He's, he's so nice. Great he's hardest worker. <laughs> he's oh, a good cuddler. 100%. Small spoon or small spoon or big spoon. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that was God. a question. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a hell of a nice. He's dude. such a nice guy and works his butt off, and he's and um. Yeah, now he has a daughter, and she's yeah. gorgeous. He's, he's and a his genuine wife to be is gorgeous, and I'm so happy for him. He's he's just like hit that stride where it's all like he's got to get out of California. Going great. Though. Where would he go? Back. Come back home. He's, 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 he's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. Right yeah. in, you can right you can see here. that a, that oppressive California. It's you stifling think it's holding him back. He needs to get out there and yeah. He's he's doing. He's. I know. I know. I just. I can. You can. You can tell it in the speech after you've been in California for so long. It just does something to you. You get you go there and you come I back. You're, you've got it. the polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Fucking California and Florida. If you take it politics is. out of like, for, take politics out, take traffic out, and actually I know how to navigate take around the traffic. Out, but but mm, like cost of living out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tax. I lo- okay. Tax, people out. Taxes and politics, but <laughs> I love it. Out. 
No, the weather's perfect. And then you have mountains, desert, beaches, yeah, you get it all. shopping, uh, city life. You've got, you know, fashion, restaurants, all of it. Everything. So and it sounds like you'd, you'd be in California year round. I mean, that, that, that's what I was doing. I don't know. Like, the path led me here. And um, Florida's just not exciting. What does your daughter like better? She would probably say Florida. I mean, because she's killing it in soccer and she's loving her life there. But then we get out to California for the summers and she loves it there too. It's kind of, I think she she would say like where she is is her favorite. But I get you. In the moment. Yeah. Like she's in the moment about it. Are we having fun right but, now? Then I like this. Yeah, right. exactly. Like she's she's loving Naples right now because she's a soccer star and and uh, can't get enough of it. Look at you guys. And this You're is killing it. I love all this tequila that's being. It's good. <laughs> Which one do you like better? I'll be honest with you. The, the, I can't, can't taste tell a huge difference. No, I no, can taste I think it. The, the one in the fancy bottles significantly better. It's, I it's think so, so it's a, smooth. It's the yeah, smoothest. Yeah, a lot smoother, a lot sweeter. Which would you like? Yeah, I'll take the, the fancy uh, Azul. So on the note fancy. about like, well, tequila, stalkers, and SEMA, my new favorite thing yes. is when people people bring me tequila at SEMA. And, really? And I get a lot of so bottles. So it's a known thing that you're a tequila mm-hmm. girl, huh? Yeah. And so I get a lot of bottles of, I love that you guys are drinking tequila. So I, I get a lot of bottles every yeah, year. I'm, I'm and a fan. And we drink them. Like, I'll find myself, I'm sitting in the Uber. I'm like, dang, this is taking a long time to get from point A to point B. I'm like, oh, I, well, I've got some tequila right here with me. Hell yeah. well, so we have a, it's a sponsor, but not a sponsor. It just happens to be a great friend and a great customer of ours. And who is he, Jeff? Oh, that's Dave Garfield from Garfield's Beverage Warehouse and Liquor Emporium. <laughs> so Dave, I, I Dave, his name, yeah, and we, so I do it on purpose now. Dave's an awesome dude. He's a, he's a good friend. He lives in town here. He owns a bunch of liquor stores. He's got a chain of like high end liquor stores. Nice. So it is like it's, it's dangerous, you know. Good guy to know. Great guy to <laughs> know. Yeah. Guy on, to know. On both ends, you know, it's like you know we feed each other's kind of like addictions between the cars and the liquor. So anything you need. Dave Garfield of Dave Garfield's bed from Shakurio. <laughs> yeah, oh. you, you can't tell me that it's not it, well, catchy. It, yeah, it, it, it's and you built ring. him a car? We, a number Several. of cars. Yeah, oh. he's, he actually ended up owning the Mr. Gasket Suburban. Oh. He's had some really cool stuff. Um, he's a great yeah. dude. Yeah, solid guy. But yeah, anything, you know, when you're looking for those oddball. If you're saying, hey, I'm trying find. to find this tequila, it's limited, let us know. Is tequila yeah. hard to find? Like bourbon, you, that's allocated. Mm. You can't get stuff. You're searching everywhere. I feel like you can always find like a good, like a Patron Silver or Don Julio Blanc or whatever. Um, what is, how does that compare to this? So it's like the Coca-Cola of tequila. So, you know, if you if you get a Patron or Don Julio, you're, you're not going to have a bad hangover. It's not like drinking Jose Cuervo. But it's not as smooth and amazing as Class Azul or one of the really high top shelf. But But it's like a good, like I like Patron. I order Patron, you know, in Vegas, I was drinking Patron if they don't have something better. But, but I do like to find those unique bottles that you can't get everywhere. And I used to have a tequila collection that I, it's awesome. I had like a, a whole collection of unique, rare tequilas. And then and, drank them all. And then drank them all. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some of them came from Mexico and drank them all. <laughs> How about all the, like the celebrity? It seems like everybody who's badass has their own tequila. Like you got yeah. George Strait, Kevin Michael Hart, Jordan, Kevin Hart. The, uh, Dwayne Johnson, um, Kevin Hart, yeah. George Strait. They did it in the entre- <laughs> George Strait, in, in yeah. Entourage. That was the big time. Are any of those? Have you have you tried any of those? I don't want to say, no. but I, it, I don't. They're, they're not really. There's not a tequila that that really blows me away out of the ones you just mentioned. Gotcha. 
And I don't even really love Casamigos. So I shouldn't be saying this; it's negative. But I don't really love Casamigos. <laughs> yeah, we we review, yeah. we go through all these. Yeah, you know, we're and nobody really cares, but we review them. And that's why we have yeah. nice to know. That's why we have very limited sponsors. When I saw the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I've had I've had some tequila, and yeah, now I'm being uh, like Mikey. I'm being too honest. Um, no, but I, when I saw that, I was like, yes, they got my favorite one. And, and yeah. I didn't say, I didn't say what my favorite was. I said, I'll drink whatever. It was on Phil. Phil's, Phil was the tequila the guy. Today. Phil? Welcome. Hell yeah. Awesome. It was a complete guess. Well, it's fantastic. It's and bottle. you saved the it bottle. Is, yeah. yeah. You ever miss any of the, what's the, mezcal? Yeah, I like mezcal. I mean, it's not something that I would drink all the time, but I like, I like it. What's the yeah. difference? It's no idea. Smoky. It's a lot, yeah, a lot smokier. Smokier. Um, still, cac- like a still cactus or cacti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's they do- make it differently somehow. I don't know any details. Like scotch mm-hmm. and whiskey kind of thing? That's, yeah, I was going to go with It's like a whole different palette, but a lot more smoky. Not the peat flavor. It's just like a legit kind of smoked. I mean, it's very smoky. So it's good, but like not but not as good as this. I love this. Yeah. So, but yeah, it seemed like I get all these bottles of tequila and then I'm like, well, what do I, what do I do? We either have to drink them or so. Tell us about, uh, we've been all over the place. Tell us about Linda Vaughn. How did you first meet Linda Vaughn? I met Linda Vaughn when I was a little girl. She's like family to me. Really? So she was always at the races and, um, she's friends with my dad. Um, my dad's her older because my dad was married to, um, a woman before my mom. So, um, so my dad and Linda are the same age and my dad's still living, doing great. And, uh, just sent me a picture. I'm like, Oh, he looks so good. But, um, my, my dad was just like, Oh my God, Linda Vaughn is the most gorgeous woman ever. And, um, I just remember as a little girl just being enamored with her and thinking it was so cool that a woman was, um, loving cars and motorsports. And I, I looked at her as, um, you know, I could tell then, like, she's special. Like, she's she's a pioneer in in paving the way for women in motorsports and in her own unique way. Is anybody working? Is she working on a book? She There's, has a book. Is there? She has a book, and it's it's awesome. She has a coffee table book, so it's pictures and stories, and it's really good. I want her to do, like, the, the, podcast, the podcast. <laughs> so I have, Dude, I have the dirt, and I can't. I have. Yeah. She has Absolutely. stories for days, you guys, and you would just die to hear these stories. And I know them. I know all her stories. I'm like, what? That's the type of book that I'm talking about. That's. That needs to be. I mean, maybe she'll write it soon, but oh, if she wrote that book, I mean, yes. it includes a, a lot of the people that you yes. know, the most famous people yes. that we know yes. and have <laughs> talked about, and. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure many people have asked her to do it, but she's. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be, that would be an amazing careful. read. We got to meet her at, uh, and then, you know, I keep talking about this Mr. Gasket Suburban. We unveiled it and they had that cool, like private party through Mr. Gasket at some casino or something, right? Yeah. Outside of Vegas. Yeah, so like, Linda, Linda Vaughn was there and Phil and I got to like fulfill one of our father's like fantasies, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's no longer with us, but you know, he was 60. Aww or something at the time yeah. and there's Linda Vaughn oh. you know, and there's my dad and at that particular scene my mom was also there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and oh. she, yeah, she wasn't like super stoked because there was like you know he's yeah. kind of like giddy about yeah. it you yeah. know? it's like happy. a childhood I mean she's a thing it was I mean. a bombshell yeah. yeah and she's still so beautiful she is one of the funniest people I've ever met she's hysterical really oh she's 
hysterical and nonstop. She's always talking and she's always funny. She's so witty. She makes me laugh as hard as anyone's ever made me laugh. And she's not a comedian, but she could have been a comedian. And um, and her stories just, it, it, I'm constantly laughing. Like if I'm ever in a bad mood, just call Linda <laughs> and she'll have me laughing. We do appearances together and we used to do them a lot for Chevrolet and we would do them throughout the U.S. and Canada. And it was cool because she had an older generation. I had the younger generation and there was crossover and, um, I mean, we, we got some solid lines going on, like at, at Autorama, Detroit. Um, we had to cut the line. It was like wrapped and wrapped. And, but we but part of it is that we want to talk to everybody. We lo- both love to talk to everybody. It's not just like, here, let me sign this. And like, we want to hear hear about people's stories. Hey, Courtney, people- <laughs> I got you some tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Take well, a sip. never mind that. <laughs> Take a sip. I welcome that all day. No, no, drink it. No, <laughs> drink it. Drink it right now. Drink it right now. <laughs> it's, it's nothing weird. <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> weird or nothing. <laughs> oh, man. But we have a blast. She's she's awesome and she's an icon and and uh, she came to my wedding. She came to our wedding in That's Italy awesome. and I was so happy that she came because she wasn't feeling a hundred percent and it was hot in July in Italy. But she came and she gave a speech that was she wasn't there, there was no planned speech for her. But she wasn't really like loving the toast that people were giving. People were drunk and rambling and like weren't getting to the point and they were going on for too long. And so Linda just grabs the mic and gives a speech that was one of the best speeches. I've ever heard. And she just got to the point. She made everybody laugh. And after that, everyone's like, who the heck was that? Because a lot of people in my life don't know who Linda Vaughn is. Um, Only a handful of people there knew who she was. So they were like, wow, that woman is dynamic. She's amazing. I want to know her. And yeah, she's incredible. It's interesting you say that, bringing that up. Like you said, people in your, most people in your life don't know who Linda Vaughn is. So you've got, you got two sides. You've got personal life and you've got your professional life yeah um, that, that one like kind of rang a bell as good yeah are so go yeah go we we talk about that all the time we talk about our wives you know you got to meet this couple and you know this husband he's super into cars and like <laughs> probably not you know um that's it's very it's difficult I mean, every, we're all into different things. Obviously, it's not just all cars or nothing. It's just um, mostly cars. But yeah. it's mostly it's mostly cars, and that's whiskey. Yeah, yeah whiskey, a little bit. Little boats, guns, knives. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Nice. I mean, so yeah, don't you, I'm nice. sure you've had to do that on whether it's you know your daughter's soccer parties or you know your husband's parties, and there's people in your the whole time you're kind of like, yeah, the, these people have no idea like what I do or yeah, any. I mean, yeah. It's, it's different. It's different. It's like, it's a whole nother world. And then you step out of it and it's like, oh my gosh, they, they have no idea. They have right. no idea. And, and just like the preconceived notions that people have and the ideas that it's all glamour and they don't understand how, how hard you have to work or like the fact that you have to pay your dues over all these years. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's funny too how the, some people, they have so uh, vastly different uh, ideas of what it is, like what you're doing for a profession and then the, the level of success, you know, completely opposite, you know, it's, Oh, so you're still, you're still playing with the cars and stuff like that. And then the others is kind of like, Oh man. So it's like, kind of like, like Dave Kindig and Chip Foose on the TV show. Yeah. I'd say we're always just compared to like a certain TV show. Yeah. Just like the easiest thing is say, just like that. Right. Everything you've seen exactly (laughs) Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Have you ever met you? You even look like him. 
<laughs> Fuck you. I mean, it's yeah, it's a fu- <laughs> Richard Rollins. You get any of that? There's a little no. You know, Woo! Hundred well, percent. He's, he's such a good friend of mine that like no, I think you guys look totally different. What, okay. Why? Because they have, be- they have like similar beards. Uh, like, there's, no. there's we gotta get some pictures. They're dead on. Pictures. Richard's a good looking dude. He's for good looking 60, dude. for sixty five years old. He's sixty five. No, he's older than me. He's not sitting away. I know. I'm just fucking no, no, no. I'm with Richard. I was going to say, his wife is older than him. This is what I love. She's older than him, wealthier than him. His, his and wife's made, like a she's fucking a smoking. Bombshell. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. a total bombshell. Right. She's but you hot. know. And she's so nice. That I love her. It flipped, the, it flipped the script for him completely opposite of what he's ever. Yeah, I'll take the trash out. I said, "Fucking take the trash out now! It's Sunday. You know it's trash day. Trash monkey. <laughs> Damn it, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he, he finally met his match yeah. with Absolutely. Katarina for sure. Yeah. But she's awesome. She's a sweetheart. But yeah, like a lot of the people that I hang with day to day don't don't understand what I do or any of it, or they or they think they do, but they don't. So you guys experience that too? Yeah, we yeah, constantly. It's difficult." Like, it, even in family, right? Like, family members don't even get it. and Yeah, so I had, uh, you know, my wife's grandpa. He is a dickhead. He's no longer with us. Um, <laughs> bless his soul. God bless his soul. Right? To speak ill of the dead. Yes. <laughs> so this guy, he used to say all the time, he, like, basically say, like, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. And he was very concerned. He would he, And he would express that concern and I'm not going to be able to take care of his daughter doing the shit that I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? And every time it'd be like, every conversation was so basically, so when are you going out of business and when are you going to get a job? Uh, I've dealt with, I've dealt yeah. with the exact same thing. My, I'm from but, a, from a very Bible. My, my dad's a preacher. His dad was a preacher. His brother's a preacher. And it's, it's very, that was the path, you know, mm-hmm. go to Bible college, become a preacher. Um, so that this, this whole world is, <laughs> is it's, it's a, it might as well have two heads and it's always been that way. It'll be that way when I go back for Thanksgiving. It'll, so are you still, you're still playing with the cars and stuff. And I'm looking at, Oh, yeah, it's yeah, never really looked it's, at as haven't like you an, been without a fucking job for <laughs> six months. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done shit, oh, you know? And it's, it's so insulting. It's, yeah. It's so insulting yeah. and frustrating. Did you ever think about being a preacher? Oh, I went to, I went to one year of Bible college and then, uh, well, they said, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what, like, how did you, I don't know your whole story. Like, how did you then get involved with So, I was in Atlanta then, or North Georgia. Uh, I a little bit of prison time. did not, <laughs> did not want to go to college, and I made a promise to my dad. My dad said, you can do whatever you want to the rest of your life. You can, you can make all the bad decisions you want to make. He said, do this for me. So, it was, it was uh, his alma mater. Um, it's where him and my mother met. Uh, they both went there. He was on the, uh, he was the uh, president of the alumni association at that college. He said, you're going, you're going at least one year. So I went, I went one year. Um, and uh, I remember coming in at, towards the end of the second semester and we had to go to the, I had to go to the Dean's office and I walked in there and Dean's at one end of the table and my dad's on the other end of the table. And then uh, like student council, something there. And they sat down and they, they explained to me the reason why I wasn't coming back the next year and all that. That's fine. I understood it. You know, what was the uh, reason? Uh, it was conduct. It was, it was <laughs> conduct based. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I made a politically. Do you, do you want to like elaborate on that? I made a bunch of dumb decisions cause I was a stupid, you know, punk kid that 
didn't care about, you know, college. I cared about partying and having fun. So I went to this, this Bible college and very quickly realized, you know, we're like two hours north of Atlanta. And I went to high school in Atlanta and I got a bunch of friends that are down there and they're all over the place. And I go to this Bible college and there's a bunch of kids my age that were a lot of them homeschooled. A lot of them were, were hungry for the world. They wanted to see what life was all about. I was like, load up. I'll take you to <laughs> Atlanta. Like, I'm here to show you. <laughs> yeah. We, we'll, we'll drive two hours tonight. We will have a blast. So I would I would take a large group of people down to Atlanta, and we would party every single weekend. So like you're a bad Rum Spring Coyote. And, uh, <laughs> it was exactly. It was, yeah, it was like Rum Spring. Yeah. And, uh, and then they would all come back. We would all come back, you know, Sunday night, late. And then Monday morning comes around, and they all grow a conscience. You know, and then it's like, I can't believe I did that. Oh my god! Yeah, you were doing it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a bad influence, but I feel like you probably also wanted to kind of sabotage that. Oh yeah, I didn't want. I I wanted. I didn't. All I wanted to do was work and make money. Um, and so anyway, that that ran its course. Moved to uh, my parents moved to Birmingham while I was in college. Um, so I went back and I was like, best thing to do is get a job, live there, rent free until I start making some money. And so I went into a uh, a shop, uh, just a regular general mechanic shop, and walked in and uh, said, "I want to be a mechanic. You know, I'd like to or want a job. Have you ever worked on this? Have you worked on this? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I've done. I've done all that. <laughs> but you had not. No, have not. He have still not. does this. This is like a day to day thing with him. I had I hadn't done any of that. And the guy's like, "Okay, you know, we'll give you a job." And oh stuff. shit! So and, uh, learn fast. Yeah, and he, he could tell that I. I probably didn't know what I was talking about. And I was, I was, uh, I was 19 at the time. And so I'd clean up and I'd do that. And I remember, I'll never forget this to this day. It was a square body S10 blazer. Uh, and he pulls it in. He's like, Hey, we got to put a transmission in that. He said, why don't you go ahead and pull that transmission out? No problem. I can handle that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh no. And where's the transmission? Oh, again? No. no, I do. The I front do. one or the rear one? Yeah. I was, I mean, I had, I had, I had screwed around with cars in high school and stuff enough to know Enough to get myself in trouble. So, no problem. Threw it on the lift, racked it, put it up in the lift, no problem. I'd take drive shaft out, I'd take everything. I'd put transmission jack in, I'd pull the transmission cross member. I'm pulling bolts, I'm pulling everything. No motor? Nope. <laughs> Torque converter. That was the problem. So, I pulled the transmission, didn't break the torque converter loose from the flex plate. So, it stayed... It stayed there and took dumped. Input shaft up. And it dumped okay. everything all over the floor. Oh, Transmission shit. was out. And so he's <laughs> <it was> in <laughs> fluids. And he and he looks at me, he's like, Yeah, uh, you know, you get you know, you gotta break the bolts loose on the torque converter, have that thing come with it, and it won't do that. You said take the transmission out. Right. <laughs> I followed your instructions. I followed your instructions. I thought it was a test. <laughs> oh, no. But, but, but he took, he, he, you know, for about a year, he took me under the wing and, you know, took me under his wing and, and showed me some stuff. And, and I learned a little bit of everything. But I, I didn't really care about general mechanic stuff. That was yeah. that was to work with uh, on cars. I ran and got parts. I did all kinds of stuff like that to make money. Um, but I wanted, you know, custom performance and stuff. So very quickly after that, got a job at a performance shop, uh, Rims, nitrous, stereo, stuff like that. Sales, installation, and then learned along the way. Um, That's the best way to do it. But it was complete just bullshit. 
That's, you faked it till you made it. Absolutely, I can do that. And here you are. Still doing it to this day. You know? And a lot of people in your life don't understand it. Oh, they have no idea that he's full of shit. <laughs> very few, very few do. Well, you're doing a good I'll, I'll job love, of faking it. I love you too. And then how did you guys connect? Oh, man, we, uh, so Josh was working for Goolsby Customs, um, and we had, yeah, we had a good relationship. Um, and, yeah, we were just, like, car shows, we would connect. Josh, so the first time we met, we walk up, he, they had bought a chassis from us. And it wasn't, at that period of time, you didn't see a lot of cars on our chassis. So we're at this uh, the the SEMA show. The SEMA, yeah. And we see this bitch in 66 or 67? 67. 67 Chevelle. And... Me and Phil are walking up to the car, and you can see, like, this is this car is pretty special. Like, there's something really badass about it. And I don't want to inflate his fucking ego, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reluctant to yeah. even I'm reluctant to even say. This. You should be careful because you do it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this might be the one and only time I compliment him. But I'm like, we walk over and we're looking at the car, and I'm like, shit, that dude's pretty fucking cool. Like, this guy's there's this dude I can tell he's the guy that built the car. Right, he's got these. He's a fucking dickies on, smoking a cigarette, got the southern accent. Good you know. looking. No, it, like, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, the like visually off putting, right? Yeah. So, but I was able to, yeah, so I was able to work. Uh, this ugly, yeah, ugly. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just, I mean, terrible looking, really, but I was able to work through that. And I'm looking at the car, and the car had some really cool stuff. And so, at that age, you know, we're at that age where nobody's really reached the maturity where you can just like approach somebody. So we're kind of like poking at the car and he's kind of standing there and it's like, what's up, dude? He's like, and then the famous Josh thing, what's going on? Which is, what's going on? Which is Southern for what's going on. <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar. So yeah, we kind of, you know, went over the car and started talking and we just, hit it off. I mean, I think there's a lot of mutual respect. And then we had a yeah. shit ton of fun. I mean, we'd go out and just, we were going to the Louisville Nationals, just tearing up the go-karts and get kicked off the go-kart tracks and just yeah. being, you know. That was being idiots full time. Yeah, being, being idiots. But a massive amount of respect for what each other were doing. Awesome. And it was, it was like elevating each other. Like they yeah. were, him and uh, the Goolsby team, they were building like a bitching car and we were building a car. And we're firing shots back and forth. So it was it was a really fun relationship of being able to like really throw some heavy shots. But everybody, it's it, it was healthy. Like everybody's elevating their game, and it you know I think it really stepped it was a fun up time. what we were doing, stepped up what you guys were doing, and then it just you know the stars and the moon and the you know, whatever kind of aligned. And yeah. here Josh came out to beautiful Mundelein, Illinois, and. It's it's just, it's been fantastic. I mean, every morning it's a blessing. It is honestly a blessing to see his face. I'm, every I'll day. get this shit on a fucking loop. I tell you what. I'm do you guys work, always yeah. get along? We we do. We I mean, the most part. We hang. He lives down the street from me, and we hang out. We do dinners together. We're the problem is is all three of us. We're either going to get along with each other, or we're going to be lonely. Because right, there you is. Need each other. You're codependent now. You're codependent pretty much on because each other. I mean, you better have thick skin. skin. I'm learning that. I'm like, damn, I'm in a tough room. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does not matter what happens in life. I mean, there's something that he's dealing with right now that 
I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. We don't. It's, it's best we don't. No, I want to know. It's, <laughs> we don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Hey, well, you want to talk about meow or later? <laughs> I might just go hit the bathroom real quick. It, what's funny is it doesn't matter if our if something our kids did, if our wife bought us something, it if you wear a new pair of shoes, if you wear je- jeans, it I'm serious. If you walk in, it's like running through the gauntlet. And there's times I we all have in the morning like I'll I'll probably wear this shirt later. Like eh, this is this is stepping out a little bit. Because if you walk in here and it's something that catches somebody's eye and you stick out. It's just like the nail that sticks out. Oh, You're going to get no. hammered. What What are you wearing? Why would you think that that's a good <laughs> idea to show up today wearing that? And it from from all of us. <laughs> yeah. It, it so. makes you very guarded, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I love it, though. It's all it. entertaining. So, and you make each other better people you like you work harder and you, you, know, you i don't know about better people it makes us work harder <laughs> probably not better people it does make you latch on to when somebody does give a compliment because you know that it's true right it's not fake. oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. oh you look nice like, today <laughs> do i really like how nice do i look like you look really nice <laughs> you, you crave just yeah. like the or acceptance you're waiting for your just the yeah. carpet to get ripped out from underneath right. you afterwards yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's just, cool. Yeah, we're in a it's tough a, spot right now. I'm bond. just, uh, you know, I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to get out ahead of this Ripping thing. Ripping the Band-Aid off? Yeah, Are I'm going to get out ahead of this thing. So we, Go uh, ahead. uh, and it's difficult. It's difficult for me to say. Get after it. <sighs> Shit. We, my wife, <laughs> who I love very much, and I've got two beautiful children. They, uh, they, 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 they purchased a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I said. A cat. I had um, one. So. Did they purchase the cat? That's, they did. Cheers. Cheers. They did. And I knew the entire time going into this situation that it was going to be fucking hell coming back to work on Monday. <laughs> With it, knowing that you had a cat. Yeah, men yes. don't have cats. And facing these. <laughs> Chris Jacobs does. It, Chris Jacobs has by cats. himself? Mm-hmm. He had cats by himself. So I had to face these. Mm-hmm. That's an that's an yeah. argument. Yep. For your favor. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that because Chris in my is favor. as cool as it gets, and he had cats. You're goddamn right he is. It's one of the. Yeah, it probably, was one of the things I thought was sweet about him. I was like, oh, he loves cats. Yeah. So this is a beautiful little kitty. I mean, just a <laughs> sweetheart of a cat. <laughs> kitty, not <laughs> so even much a cat more kitty. masculine. <laughs> so yeah, we bring this cat home, and my wife and Josh's wife are friends. So I totally intended on suppressing this information, right? Well, it gets leaked to his wife. So Shit. I hear about it before I even know that he knows about it. This is like and two weeks ago. He comes in my office. It was on Saturday. He comes in the office and he, and he sits down. Hey, man, what's going on? And stuff. I said, you got something to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. You've got something to tell me. There's a surprise. Right. So we got into it, right? I'm now a cat owner. It's a fucking bangle cat, right? It's basically That's a tiger. Cool. It's a mini tiger. Yeah. It's a oh, yeah. small. What's the name? Uh, its name is, we were going to name it Josh. <laughs> legitimately. And then we settled on Kevin. K- Kevin? Yes. So his Why Kevin? Kevin? It looks like a Kevin. They're big on Kevin. people yeah. names. For yeah, my pets. dog's name is. People name for pets. My dog's name is George and the cat's name's Kevin. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. Never in a million years would I think you would name your cat oh, yeah. Kevin. So I've been getting. Absolutely fucking tortured. The kids love it. My wife loves it. 
And I, I can't enjoy you. I can't enjoy things in my life because I have to keep this cat at bay. Like I have to keep Meow, you know that this is all in good <laughs> fun. Even if I wanted to pet it and love it, I could not do that because these yeah. two would, meow. these two will absolutely shred me. Have you, know? you met Kevin yet? I haven't met him in person, yeah. no. He hasn't. He's probably, I would venture to guess he's allergic to fucking cats. Me? 100%. Take it back. What am I, I'm, first of all, I'm allergic to nothing. I get sick from nothing. I'll bet you you get hives, your throat closes up, and you are rushed to the hospital. This is how you spin it? If you own a cat that I might get allergic to him? That would be it. That so, would be where you yeah, finally exactly. get sick. So, <laughs> Kevin. This all worked out. You know, Phil comes and Phil tries to posture. That got shot the fuck down hard, right? Because Phil owns a mini golden doodle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. That's it. not much. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what like, most people yeah. say. It sucks. Oh. It's, oh. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so what's, what's his name? <laughs> what? Your name for him or his actual name? Well, both. Uh, his name's Cody or Snugglestein, as Josh calls him. Yeah. Snugglestein. Ben- Benjamin Snugglestein. But how do you know he's a snuggler? You can look at him and tell. Yeah, That's a like soft, a little, like a cuddly little, little dog. Bear. You know what it's not, though? What? It's not a manly dog. It's not a manly dog, no. for sure. Neither is a cat. But you're married. Yeah. And have kids. Yeah, but yep. Phil's the dog person. His wife hates dogs. Ah, it was her idea uh, to get the dog. Hates dogs. My wife and kid are both allergic to dogs. So the uh, Golden Doodle is hypoallergenic. So that was one of two options. Yeah. That's even well, worse that's, to say. But, well, that no, makes, that makes that, sense, though. That, it makes perfect sense why you would choose that breed. You know what it's not? It's not a cat. It's not, sure a, not, it's not, not a cat. <laughs> no. You know what it never says? <laughs> <laughs> meow. <laughs> I have a dog. I have a Morky, a five-pound Morky, and I love her so much. She is What's the Morky? Maltese Yorkie. Oh. So it's like the combination of a lap dog and a really playful dog. And a protector. She's she's my soulmate. Savage. She's my soulmate. And we were talking about favorite kid. <laughs> so, so there's a fire. Dog daughter, right? Leave one safe. One. One's got opposable yeah, thumbs. Right. She can save herself. I'm Daughter's pretty smart. She's agile. She oh plays soccer. Yeah, she can she get out of this. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, she can get out of this. This so is a test. I always had labs and and like and I always liked big dogs and um and then it had been year and I had a cat. I had a Abyssinian cat with my ex from did. Russia. Because everybody that's cool, pretty much. Oh, my much. God. This cat was amazing. I bet. It, I bet. <laughs> he got mauled to death by a pit bull. He got mauled That's twice. how cool cats are. Yeah. This was a cool <laughs> cat, though, yeah. but it was not supposed to get outdoors. Mm. Um, I've got a I've got a cinder block on a chain. That's what I've got. <laughs> Burlap sack. Yeah. Dude, I have, that's it, my pet. It, this cat's a descendant of a fucking tiger. It's All basically a small, <laughs> like, borderline, I wouldn't even call it domestic. It's a fucking small tiger, right? It's a bangle cat. It totally is. Tell me how that's not cool. Go it's ahead. It's not Ch- cool. The fact that it's a cat. Okay, <laughs> bangle. You, okay, small you, bangle. All right, here we go. Small <laughs> bangle tiger, miniature tiger. Golden Doodle, <laughs> I, I, descendant of a wolf. If they right. that argument, my Morky's a descendant. Of this wolf. is very simple. When you're each of you are googling your purchases, do you Google dog or you do Google cat? Because tiger. if you Google tiger, Google tiger. you're not going to come up with that. I Google, I Google, I Google small tiger. That's what you can't. Yeah, house tiger. So you found a small tiger 
Breeder. Yes. In house, Chicago. house tiger breeder, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> land area. So exactly what, what I Googled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck you he guys. Tried pre excusing it for weeks. He came up with this whole story that he's got a, a mouse problem in his it's house. It's the truth. It's like maybe I'll just get a cat. Oh, that's maybe I'll get a cat idea. to kill the mice. Yeah. To snuggle with and love on and kiss his belly. <laughs> and also. <laughs> You probably do have mice that it needs to take care of. Right now, serious business, tell the truth. Have you ever have you ever kissed its belly <laughs> since you've owned it? 100% no. Okay. I believe you. Has yeah. your wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is a, like, turned into a cat fanatic. Have you gone to nose to nose with it? Nope. The cat doesn't even <laughs> like me. Let's stop that. Let's stop <laughs> Cats it. don't like anybody, <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. It's- it's like yeah. a miracle if they get you <laughs> to like them. Let's just move past this. There's, we've got Courtney Hansen here. There's I would have liked it of, if it was a ton of interesting <laughs> things. What a what a what a fantastic <laughs> Do you see the thickness of skin that and, you have to have now? Yeah. It's here, tough over here, yes, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. How many years have you guys been working together? Uh, six years now. With I've been here seven years, years, but we've been friends for like fifteen. Yeah, seventeen, sixteen. And I've oh been God. stuck with him since birth. I had a couple good years before he popped <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> What's it like working with family? Ah, uh, good actually. Um, yeah, no fights, no never drama. Because you guys are d- yeah. like very different. I feel like, right? Yeah, we kind of have different areas of the business, and mm-hmm. I can trust him to run one side. He can trust me to run the other side, and we have the same end goal and vision. And it's a I, divide and conquer yeah. type of thing. That's awesome. Couldn't run it's, the shop if one of us was trying to take on both roles. And I think we're both opposite brained where I can do one thing that he can't and he can do one Wh- thing that I can't. Which side are you, right or left? I don't know which one is which, but he's the creative one. and I'm Left. I think left. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I think left brain is creative and right brain is, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm so the other one. Okay. <laughs> You're the business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which has been cool. You know, we've done this podcast and we've had a lot of interesting people and a lot of shop owners. And it's cool to plug in like the guys that have had like, it's been a long road to success yeah. for them. And they don't have the missing link that's Phil, you know? <laughs> so it's, 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 <laughs> you're a missing link. <laughs> well, you know, no, what I'm trying to get at, yeah, it's like, I you know, in this industry, this industry thrives on like strictly the creative types. Mm. And there's not a lot of, not a lot of shops that have taken like a business, you know, kind of approach at it and have like thrived and scaled. Yeah. So it's been a really good relationship in what we do together. That's and awesome. It's been the secret weapon, honestly, because yeah. you don't have that. It's right. carpet's getting ripped out from underneath the whole I was shocked. Right. I'm like, it was, what? It was a legit compliment. It really <laughs> yeah. is, because like you said, you've got you've got the creative. You're not, nobody that's going to be the business mind is going to get into this industry and build cars. Right. Because you got to have the creative, right? So so the creative, the creative pushes Mm -hmm. and then you, everything else suffers because of Mm -hmm. not the business mind. And sometimes you got a wife or a girlfriend or you, you know, a friend or something like that. It's like, oh, I mean, we can like make the books and it's just like, well, we got this much coming in and we got to have at least this much going out. Like, yeah, but business minded, especially college educated, 
you know, four, four fucking years too. Yeah, all, all four all of, of them. <laughs> the thing, you know, the thing yeah. that I don't have though, that Phil has that makes this all work. It's your golden doodle. It's his fucking golden doodle. That's one thing I definitely don't have. But you have a bangle. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a mini tiger. I have a mini tiger. He's got a golden noodle, mini golden noodle. So, but other than that, yeah, it's a great, it's a really good working relationship. We have a lot of fun. So there's I mean, trust, and then you guys don't step on each other's toes because no. you're doing completely different ends of the yes. business. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, there's trust. I mean, Phil keeps an eye on the finances, and I just know it's all good. And it's all good. And it's got under control. So you've got the cars handled. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. And We're, every once in a while, you know, it bleeds over a little bit here and there, and, you know, we, we work together and brainstorm a lot of stuff, and there's a, you know, it's definitely... There's a lot of back and forth. I mean, work, we work together tremendously well, I'd like to say. And then we tolerate Josh, you know. <laughs> but it's, but yeah. I would think it would be hard to work with family. No, it's not. It's, yeah. and we really, fired my mom after like a year of doing yeah. the books for us. So, yeah, in yeah. some way. I fired hard. my mom as our nanny after like a week. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. nope. No, you not. couldn't. I mean, honestly, from the outside looking, you you could not imagine the uh, professionalism, especially being, after listening being, to the podcast. Being family yes. um, and recognizing uh, recognizing strengths and weaknesses uh, respectfully. Yeah, uh, and it's just I'm, and that's the key. I would have respect. never thought. I understand it works. But I never would have thought it would work for so long without at least a hiccup. Yeah, you you expect kind of like yeah, they're fucking fixing to blow. <laughs> uh, but no, it doesn't, and it's it it really does fucking work. work. Um, and there's there's tremendous amount of trust and respect. Um, That's what it's all about. Yeah, trust and respect, and then having fun too. Decent amount of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then throwing Josh in the mix. Well, yeah, 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 we're still gonna have a, yeah, we're still trying to figure that out, and it's we're getting there, you know, slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, it's good too when you can recognize what you're good at and and um, yeah, and like accept that. Like we were we were talking about the Elvis movie. I haven't seen it yet. Have you guys seen it? No, I've been wanting I, to watch that. I, I saw it. it. It was I didn't finish it. It was a little funky. Like I heard I it's amazing. It was. It was good. It just wasn't what like I thought it would be. It was, yeah. I don't. know. It wasn't. I'll tell you what. It wasn't Walk the Line. You know, it wasn't right. like the Johnny Cash I love that movie. movie. That's it a great just, movie. I don't think it built like the cool into Elvis like Walk the Line built into Johnny Cash, which mm. you know, Elvis was a cool cat, you know. But it, it, it told it took it from a totally different side. You know, it was more about like. What was that his promoter or his manager? I haven't it was, watched it. It was weird. It was it was just funky. I mean, I'm sure I'm not that intelligent, but people who are. And like Elvis probably enjoyed it. It just watch it till the end because yeah. everybody's saying it's really good. Really, but what they were saying is he was so taken advantage of. But it's because he's he was an artist, not a businessman. And then the business people around him took advantage of him. And that that's why yeah you have to surround yourself if you're an artist you have to surround yourself with the right business sure. people and that's where this works because of trust and respect. But so how do you how do you handle that in your situation because you know you you're kind of like the total package. I mean, you've got the the artisan part, you've got the celebrity aspect of it. I mean, how do you push through that to keep the success rolling and not getting take, taken advantage of? I mean, do you feel like it's it's easy for, is somebody come in and pitch you this TV show and they, you know, is it smoke and mirrors or are you? 
I have a more discerning eye. I've learned a ton in the past three years. I've learned a lot on a lot of different levels. Learning by mistakes on the way up. Yes. And I will admit it all day long. I'm not a blamer. I take full accountability for every decision I've made, every person who I hang with. Um, I take 100% accountability. And if there were mistakes, I, I, I own them and I've learned from them and I've learned a lot. And so I'm, I'm like split brain. I've, I do have my creative side and I love making these shows and, and um, I love the editing process. I love the music and the editing process. I learned how important music is to, to uh, TV shows and film. Music tells you how you're supposed to feel. It tells you that you're supposed to be scared. Set your attitude. Set your mood. Yeah. Are you supposed to feel sad or scared or laugh or whatever? And so music is like through the editing process, I drive them crazy. I'm like, guys, and we don't have the money with this production to have the library that I wish we had. Hopefully the next project will have that or maybe future seasons. But so we have to work with what we have to work with. But I'm like, the song is not right. We need a different song. Like we need to tell the audience how they're feeling. So one of my friends who's a former rock star from the UK who... Um, still loves to, you know, compose music. He wrote some songs for the show. And I lo- like every time I hear his songs, I'm like, yes, I love it. Like a rock song and a groovy Southern rock song. And then he actually wrote the reveal song that like tells us how to feel. It tells us we're supposed to cry. That's awesome. So anyway, I have the creative side of me. I'm not a car designer. Not what, I, I'm, I don't do that. And actually at one point it was an overhaul and they, they wanted like Chris and I to design the car. I think AJ and Chris did that. Like I, that's not like I have the utmost respect for you guys because uh, you're so incredible visionaries like that. But that is not what I'm good at. And um, and I can get in there and destruct a car all day long. <laughs> I can do a little bit of this and that and work with the tools. But I'm, I'm definitely not putting a car together like I didn't go to school for that. And that's not my gift in life. But I'm creative in in production, and so and and I have a vision for what I want to see on on the screen, and all of that. But then I, I do have the business side, and it's important to me to make money and to like to have success in that way. So, um, going forward, I've learned to have a more discerning eye about who you get in business with um, in different capacities, and I think it's important to do a lot of research and due diligence on the people that you're going to be working with. And one of my best friends who I have crazy respect for, her name is Treasure Rose. And that's her, her, her given her, name is, is Treasure. Name is exactly. Name exactly. Or? And everybody yeah. and she's gorgeous. I, I saw her at the Spearmint she's Rhino. When gorgeous. We were no, definitely not. Cause she's running businesses in, 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 in uh, Southwest awesome Florida. Name. Sorry, I don't mean to disrespect by this. She's, she's, abs- I actually have a picture of her right here. She's absolutely beautiful. Um, cause we were texting earlier and someone sent me on a group text. Anyway, she said to me, don't have, and she's a successful businesswoman. She owns head shops and she started at flea markets and created this business and started making crazy money and, and now has uh, a chain of them. She's like, do not have a partner ever. Do not. And there's been so many times I almost formed partnerships along the way. And, and there's the treasure voice in my head saying, don't do it. Like in your case, it works. But it often doesn't. And she's like, no, find a way around it. Find a way to, like, if you need money, get it from the bank, whatever. Like, do not have a part. So that kind of resonates, like, after some of the stuff I've been with or been through over the years. That the, the, Those words resonate. Sure. And I think it's just, you, like, I'm a nice person. 
but I think it's important that people realize that just because you're nice doesn't mean that you're stupid and doesn't mean that you can be taken advantage of and doesn't mean that um, I think I think I need to maybe be a little tougher in my um, approach or my my business like attitude or whatever and I need to just accept that that's what you have to do to to I don't know to like conquer it and to d like kind of demand respect. It's hard. It's hard to be a nice person. Yeah, the kindness and, is often you know shaken as weakness. weakness. Yes, yeah. and and people try right. like that, that. So they've tried a lot to like to plow me down or to um, in different ways manipulate or not be. Um, totally ethical or whatever and so oh, she's I so think nice she'll just, never say anything about I, I, like if you guys knew if you only knew uh, one day i'll write a book and <laughs> what i think funny a when lot you of talk shit. about the, the the music part of it um we 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 look at this we're cognizant of it on when we do our social media we do new videos launches and we're we we think about the music as far as the mood that it will put you in but un, until this recent election cycle I never realized the, the the opposite ways, you know? We always talk about, it like, let's use this music and be upbeat, it'll be this. But seeing, like, the, the political ads, I mean, it's like, the Dick Johnson wants to steal your kids. <laughs> but, but Sally wants to, she wants you to have free money. And it, the the difference in the music of the stuff, yes. you're just like, all right, that's, but right. they're going so hard on right. it. Oh, then the political ads of this yeah. last season, like, it's absolutely ridiculous of like yeah, I mean, the, the way they do the music, the voiceover, and then they change it. And we're hopping through clovers, and she wants you to have free money. But Dick Johnson wants to right. steal your children. See, music <laughs> yeah. is important. It's very important. And now you're, I, I think you'll be listening for it more. Oh, yeah. But it really does. Like, that's why soundtracks to movies are so important. Yep. Like that Top Gun soundtrack, I yeah, love it so much because all it's those tell songs. You to, it's telling you to be happy. It's telling yeah. you to be scared, to anticipate something. Yes. You know, all that. Or like that anthem, like, whoa, we did it. Yeah. Like at sure. the end of our car build. Yeah. I was, you know, I try to talk to Chris and Ellie about that. They handle, you know, the majority of our social media stuff and awesome dudes. I mean, they're fucking rock stars. But there's times... When I, I always want to like replicate that feeling that I have when I'm in said car listening to a certain song that puts you in that, like, I mean, it takes you out of this world and puts you someplace that's totally different. And it's difficult to communicate that some, sometimes that I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm telling you. Piano just, man, I'm just telling you. Us. <laughs> Tiny oh, dance. Oh my god. Oh, we're we are gonna we're gonna fucking fight uh, tonight. Oh, that wasn't. A, I love those songs. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. I thought I was. This was a legitimate thing. I was. He was on a run. And, I'm yeah. being serious. Sorry, Josh, I keep, oh, like, you're fine. I, I fucking hate there you. Was no, dude. There was nothing <laughs> wrong. Oh. I, I Tiny see. dancer. <laughs> At what point have you been in, like, have you been driving the square body truck listening to Tiny Dancer? And you're like, this is, never. oh, dude, hey, Chris. I, never. Hey, Chris. You know, never done need, that. you know what we need to do is let's do let's do a video of the square body, but, like, when it crests the hill, I want you to hit, bam, Tiny Dancer. I'm, I'll say this right now in, in front of the other 11 people that are listening. I'll, I'll crank some Elton John every now and then. Oh, he's the best. 
It's fine, it's dude, but that's totally off cold, subject. Cold, cold It has nothing to do with <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was At a all. joke. It was a joke. It, it sucked. <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Phil, I can't, Phil laughed. I, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed on both sides. I, I laughed was, on both sides. Yeah, yeah anyway, I mean... Yeah. Everybody got the point. <sighs> it, it does. Maybe they did. Music is Maybe important. Yeah, music's important is the yeah, what it comes down to. Music is important. I feel like it definitely puts you in a place. Yeah. And sure. if it's like like on the on the show, if it's just boring and bland or it sounds like a, like porno, bad porno music, or it just sounds like what does that sound like? Terrible. <laughs> you tell me, Josh. You tell me. <laughs> Jeremy, now that you've had your tequila. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to finish this one. Um, and I'll, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm writing the editors. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I'm sorry, but this is like yeah. a really bad yeah. porno tune. Or like, this is just like, ugh, like if, if sparks are flying and like crazy wrenching is going on, like we need rock music, right? Next time then, you're like, editing. Uh, and, and <laughs> it we'll sounds like a, it sounds like a bad porno, and you see Will Posey walking out. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to send me about ten or fifteen seconds of that because that's, that's that's I would like to. That's a good black mark. Oh, there there have been. I haven't heard it with volume in years, so I don't know what kind of music they're playing. Well, I think they're limited on what they can choose, but but and and I have to say this because the editors might be listening. They're amazing editors. They're incredible. I'm just being neurotic about music because I just right. I'm picky yeah. about it. Well, it's difficult too because of. The, the rights and right. what you yeah. what you yeah. want it to sound like and what the song that you want. I mean, we I don't think we've we've had a we haven't had a song on this podcast yet, even though we've requested it like seven. No, we haven't. Times. Dude, it's, I feel like nobody really knows how that works out. Like we did that White Stripes song on the that yeah. Rogan video. But you had to pay like, for it, right? Uh, you had to pay a lot yeah. for it. I'm sure. you. Yeah. Yep. It's got like one point five million views. It's still ripping. But that song put you in totally. the yeah. totally. place you needed to be. 100%. You know? But our jingles do the same thing. 100 <laughs> fucking percent. I want to get it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they do. Dude. So we do our own Honest, jingles because we, we can't review buy the rights. Listen to one of these and t- tell me what you well, think. Phil, you can't force You don't just. No, you don't do a jingle on jingle. demand. Right. It comes. No. It'll I am so out of place. I'm yeah. sorry. She, I'm sure she'll, she'll listen to she know. Yeah, she knows. She's There's in been a few yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in Hollywood stuff. She knows yeah. how that happens. You know how jingles yeah. are. And I told, I told, I like listen for it. I listen for jingles and good music. And and you're supposed to not like hear the music. Like that's the trick. You're right. not so supposed to hear it. It's just supposed to make you feel, but you're not supposed to be like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? Like if you're watching sure. Ride of Your Life, you're not supposed to be. But to me, like I'm listening for it and right. I, I just want, I want the mood to be right. And so we like, we built a square body, speaking of square bodies, nice. we built a, well, it hasn't aired yet, but. Well, when, this will, be, so this will be a little we, ways we, out. When is it aired? Well, I can say, I just won't say the color because yeah. the color's very, very unique. There's not another square body on the road with this color. And we built it for a very deserving woman, um, an essential worker in Atlanta. And it's a super touching story. And I, I kind of didn't have the highest expectations about this episode, but it, it's one of my favorites. And really? I was crying on the airplane. I was bawling on the airplane, like, oh my God, because it's so genuine, the reveal, and just, it's amazing. Um, but what's the point? Oh, the music, the music, the music. <laughs> and so so on the airplane, like, the editors are now, like, having more fun with it and taking chances. And so something might get a little, like, uh, uh, like a little outside the box. And um, 
and and now I'm just star starring the stuff that I really like. Like like yes, market amazing music. Yes, let's use it in a different place. Like we can use this in other episodes. And so, but um, when's the next one air? The, the next one airs in January, but they're saying they don't know exactly when. So like the new year for sure. But now the episodes as of today are done. So, and when you watch them, listening to the music. <laughs> So, what's your pet peeve? Okay, so here's what drives me crazy now that I'm producing this show. People think that the drama on our show is contrived. No, there's no contrived drama. And if anything, I am working so hard as one of the members of the editing team, story producing, to make it not as dramatic as it could be and to not highlight the things that we don't want to highlight. And um, there, there's nothing contrived. And so there's a big moment in the Camaro episode, which was episode three. We built a 69 Camaro. And Mikey was having his meltdowns. And like th these don't air in order of how they were built, right? We, we, we air them in a random order. So this is way later, like mid-season. But Mikey was having a meltdown at probably 7.30 in the morning. And I came to work after not sleeping because that's the name of the game <laughs> in my life. So I got very little sleep. I had wet hair, no makeup on. I looked like how I was wearing a flannel with, with like ripped jeans. It was a horrible look. And I'm walking in the building and the cameras are just setting up, right? So we've got a couple camera guys and nobody's even mic'd yet. There's no mics on anybody. And Mikey has a crazy meltdown at his desk and smashes the laptop down. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I look at the camera guys. I'm like, roll, you know, give them the rolling s signal. And our boom operator, sound. I'm like, well, we don't have time to mic up. So boom, let's go. And I'm like, what's going on, Mikey? And he's like, I quit. Now this place sucks. And I'm going back to see Cook Creations where I belong. And you're the and you're that in this place, blah, 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 blah. And so I follow him into the parking lot and I have to talk him off a ledge for like 45 minutes. And the whole thing is totally real. And then all over social media, they're like, oh my God, the contrived drama on Ride of Your Life. I'm like, guys, let me just say this. If I was going to stage a scene... I'd be hair and makeup ready and I'd be wearing a hot outfit. All right. I am not going to stage a scene and look like I got hit by a truck and hopefully that like squashed some of that. But like, why? No, we don't need to do that. And if anything, we're pulling back. Unfortunately in this industry, um, you don't have to make up shit. You don't. You, you can't make up. You can't. You can't make up what really happens. Crazy is the stuff that actually happens. You guys, if I showed what really happens to me on this show behind the scenes, it would win Emmy awards. I'm not kidding you. We would win Emmy awards you if should, I. You should do the uncut. Uh, oh my god! If my my friends are like Courtney, if you showed what really is going on there, like you would be literally winning awards. So everybody would be watching because it's so riveting. And so we're pulling back like crazy on this stuff. And in the Grand National episode, our first one, we had an un unfortunate situation with a paint shop and that doesn't usually happen, but that happened and it was the whole episode. And if you cut all that out, we don't have any content. We but you didn't, I mean, I watched that episode and <sighs> I, you didn't, you didn't build that up to be more than it, what it was and you didn't throw the guy under the bus and there was no really drama. It was... Honestly, you did a good job of being like, we're in a difficult situation. I don't want to, I don't want to paint you in a bad light. Mm -mm. However, we've got a deadline. You're in a, unable to make it. 
we've got to do other things. That's it. And you you just you just did what you needed to do. You saw this much of what was like crazy, but I just wanted to make peace with him and right. not throw him under the bus and whatever. But so we we get he also that looked like a, a pretty hardcore dude. And, and and you know what? And he's a good dude, and I like him, Sean and Tanya, and like they're they're great people. But it, it was just he didn't have time to do what we needed to do in that deadline. But so there's other examples where, where they think the drama is contrived. Right. And even Motor Trend asked me about it. I'm like, no, nothing is contrived. I'm an executive producer. I would never do that, and we don't have to do that. But the other thing that drives me crazy. Wait, oh oh oh, oh. Th- this is even bigger. That we have forced deadlines. First of all, if you don't, Troy, Troy Ladd says this, if you don't set a deadline on a car build, it will never get done, right. period. It never will because everyone's perfectionist. All you artists are perfectionists. Second of all, yes, we have deadlines. We're, we're doing um, a reveal with Joey Logano and his one day off is Monday and he can work with us from noon to three. So we have to be at Joey Logano's shop at noon on Monday with a built car. Um, yeah, we're, we're at Whiskey Row in Nashville and they're telling us that we can be there from, you know, three to five on Monday afternoon, that's where we're doing the reveal. The Camaro has to be done, right. whether we work through the night or not. And so, so these, and, and, and we're dealing with families and family vacations and celebrities and venues. And of course we have deadlines. And so now I'm finding this like need to over explain in the show, like why we have these deadlines and it's annoying as you shouldn't shit. have to explain anything. Cause Ugh. I mean, first of all, if you if you do your job over explaining and finally satisfying the fans or the the critics or whatever on that, they'll find something else. Yeah. But on the deadline side of things, it's no different than our world. SEMA comes once a year. Right. And it's been happening that way for seventy fucking years. Right. And every single time at the very end of the day, <laughs> you know, at the very those last two weeks, even though when we think everything's good, all across the country, everybody's same thing with good guys Columbus or any of the as other. As long as you have time, you're going to add more. The Grand right. National was done, and then yeah. we decide yeah. we're going to fab a whole new front spoiler out of sheet metal because it didn't like the yeah, it looked plastic like, one. It looked like shit. The plastic one looked terrible. <laughs> because we had time, we then pushed right. it right to the last yeah. minute. And that's just the way it is. So and whether you're, whether you're, I guess the whole point of this and not, uh, we don't have a TV show, we're not doing that stuff, but rolling cameras or not, the drama's there. Yes. You don't have to make up it's shit. It's there. It's, it's trying to, to, like you said, downplay it to where like. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's not all, we're not like, like walking around on clouds and rainbows. Like it's not, this is hard stuff that we're doing and the builders are working crazy hours and they're tired and it's tough and they're, they're all perfectionists and everybody wants to, we're working late hours sometimes you know, when we have to through the night and I've got a lot going on. I'm juggling a ton. Like I said to Mikey in that scene, He's like, well, you're not a car builder. I'm like, I'm not pretending to be a car builder, but let's talk about the 9 million things that I am doing and juggling. Like, this is hard stuff. And so, of course, there's going to be drama. And then you're dealing with just so many different elements, like reveal planning and sponsors. Like, there's so much. There's a lot to be said for that, and even in a shop environment um, with no cameras rolling. The From the top to the bottom, no matter where you're at, is having respect for the workload that somebody else has. Yes. Especially when it's different than your workload. Totally. Just because it's not the thing that you're doing. Totally. Doesn't mean that that guy's not just as stressed out One, about similar yeah. or completely different things. 100%. I mean, sitting here listening to you, your workload is stressing me out. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting anxiety. I mean, one of our here. builders one day said to me, like, I, I came in at noon or something. And he's like, well, nice of you to show up at noon. I'm like, 
I actually pulled an all-nighter editing, <laughs> and I've been on work calls all day trying to raise money for this to salvage this thing for the past five hours, and now I'm coming to check in on the bill. And by the way, I'm not a car builder, but I'll <laughs> dive in and do whatever I need to do to help you. Do you need my help, or do you need me to get some extra hands? Like, what are you saying right or now? Are you just running your fucking mouth? Are you just running your fucking mouth? <laughs> but let me tell you what, and this is where my I need to be stronger as a businesswoman and be like, you know what? Right. <laughs> you have no fucking idea oh, what yeah. I am doing behind the scenes and all of this is happening and you're getting paid because of what I'm doing behind the scenes. It so. is, it's great. I mean, I, I've been on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to hear more? <laughs> Phil? I've, I've got a lot more. <laughs> I've been on both sides of that. You know, I've been on like the physical work side where I'm actually fabricating the car under the deadline, working through the night. And then on the mental side of it too, where I'm just managing it and you're dealing with the stress of it. And to be honest with you, the physical side it's, you know, I don't want to, and I'm not like trying yeah, to make light yeah, of that. Yeah, no. The physical side, it's way easier than dealing oh. with, or at least for me, than dealing with the mental. At least there's a clear cut path of, of from here to here. <laughs> yeah. I just need to well, do this. There's a, there's a clear cut path. And at the end of the day, it's being exhausted from physically working hard. It's, it's rewarding, you know, like you go push something. Yes. Yep. Go in, like after you've worked your ass off physically, you go home and you go to sleep when you've worked your ass off mentally. You go home and you do not go to sleep because you can conti- yeah. that continues through the night and the Thank anxiety and the like, stress oh, and you're up, you're up all night. And, and, and you know, again, not to shed light on that oh, because yeah. it's hard fucking work, but oh, I think that's it's, the point of all of it is this, but you got to respect, you got to respect, both respect sides. Totally. both sides. And I respect them sure. so much. I respect car builders and designers and all of, uh, so much implicitly, but, but I would also love some acknowledgement that what's going on on the other side of the camera and other side of the build is really hard too. It's human and nature though. Uh, it's human nature to, to whatever you're doing has to be the hardest. Yeah. And it's, that's the unfortunate part of it. It's nobody else has to deal with what I have to deal with. You and have no idea how tough all. it is. Yeah. yeah. And then some people are super cool. Bringing it back to our friend, Brian Fuller. So Brian is one. <laughs> wait, what, what is it? again? <laughs> <laughs> And the Viper chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we have to send Brian this link and do, listen, tune in, tune in. So uh-huh. Brian is one of the coolest people ever. And so um, I don't know if you guys knew, but he he was going to be the Will Posey role on the show. I didn't know. I, I don't know if I told you about this last no. time we spoke. But um, but yeah, and then and then he was super honest about it. He was like, you know, I just don't want to work that hard. <laughs> He's like, I'm working on all these other things, right? I've sure. got my own builds and my own projects and my own deadlines, and and then and then also, I mean, he's running a business, and then he has other shows on Motor Trend. So so it would have been one more thing for him to do, and he would want to do it perfectly. And he saw overhauling firsthand, and what we're doing is similar, very similar to that. And um, we get a little more time to build the cars, but we're also not working with as good of cars. So that's right. But anyway, Brian like very nicely declined on the opportunity and it broke my heart. I cried for like an hour and then, um, and then he sent me flowers. It was the sweetest thing ever. I got this huge arrangement of flowers and my husband knows that I like white flowers. And so I always get white flowers from Jay for every birthday and holiday and Valentine's Day and whatever. All you and stalkers I, out there. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> all you stalkers. White stalkers. I love Class Azul tequila. <laughs> white flowers. Yeah, I love white roses. <laughs> and white flowers. So there was this massive flower arrangement at the door and I'm like, 
that's interesting because Jay never gets me colorful flowers, but they're gorgeous. And they were from Brian Fuller. And the card read, Court, I'm so sorry about this. And I love you for life. And I hope this doesn't change our friendship and whatever. Um, and so Brian has been one of my biggest allies and champions throughout this whole process. And he's so humble and cool. And he, he has nothing to prove, right? right? He's a fucking badass. Brian's as badass as he gets. Sure. And so he's he, he doesn't have that ego that so many people have, unfortunately. And Brian's like, what you do is so fucking hard. He's like, I tried to produce something, and I will never produce again. And I accept that this is where I shine, and I'm going to stay in this lane because this is what I'm good at. But I have the utmost respect and appreciation for what you're doing. And, like, it's not often that you hear that from some, someone who's, I, like, I couldn't have more respect for him. I couldn't find him to be more of a badass than he is. I love his family and his wife. Um, but, like, for him to say that meant the world to me. And after the show premiered, he sent me the most beautiful text message, and I had to, like, go to the bathroom because I was crying reading it. So I'm like, he gets it. He gets it. And but But he's the example of, like, I mean, what he does is insanely hard, and what you guys do is insanely hard, and I don't even have any isn't, idea. Isn't but. that fucking wild, though? What you said about all the egos that are unfortunately in this industry, and we talk, we've talked about it pretty much every episode we've had. But the biggest form of self confidence is admitting what you can't do. Yep. And the ego thing is everyone. It's so easy to be like, well, we did this in house, did this in house, and nobody wants to really admit that, you know. You know, we sent this out to interior and this guy's a badass paint and body guy and this guy's a, but that's credit for all of it that's ultimately the biggest the biggest really ego or the biggest right. form of self-confidence and being and proud of yourself is to say what i can and what i can't do yeah that's but, that's huge. And like brian's obviously super confident right and I, and I love it love it the, sexy the unsung heroes though are like when you're at that management level or when you're in your position because it's not like you didn't physically build the car, right? So people mm -hmm. don't see like, oh, like she mm -hmm. cut this, she painted this, she bolted this on. It's there, dude. It's unbelievable, like what you have to do and the level that you have to do and the stress you have to endure and the amount of crap that you have to put yourself through to do what you do. But it doesn't necessarily have that like physical end result, right? So doesn't. people don't. Like and I think you could probably speak to that because what Phil does. Yeah, I'm gonna build anything. <laughs> I mean, cool. what, Phil, let's what, talk what about Phil, you. But what Phil does, I mean, the things he does, I'm like, holy fuck! Like that is, I mean, it's well, a monumental amount of calculating and work to do. But you he's don't blowing smoke up my ass here. No, 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 it's it's still, it's still, honestly, yeah, but, but you don't get that. You don't get that. Like it's not when it's done that. Gratifying. You know, it's not that number. Maybe you could it's have a the trap for everybody to look at. So the trapeze artist, and you could have the, all the elephants that walk in a line, or you can have the tigers that you know jump in thing. But without Ringling Brothers or Barnum and Bailey, yeah, none of that happens. That's just a bunch this of fucking tigers. Yeah. That's just yeah. a bunch of fucking tigers. Are you or it's a bunch with of me with the cat again? <laughs> no, that's where I thought he was going with it. No, I saw. I mean, seriously, it's yeah. it is a circus. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have somebody to wrangle the circus. Yeah. Those, those wild fucking cats will just eat everybody that came and showed up, you know? The only yeah. way that you know that I produced it even is, like, like the people out there who don't know. Like, you guys know because we've talked about it and my friends and family know in my tight circle. But, but like, if you're watching the show on Motor Trend, unless you watch the credits, and a lot of people, most people don't, but, but even if you saw, like, like 
EP, blah, blah. They don't know what that means. So, like, that's the only really way that any anybody knows about it. But it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. But it's nice to, like, have some people in your life who get it and, like, to... Sure. And I appreciate when people... Um, like just accept what they're good at and do what they're good at and stay in their lane. And that's what I do. I'm not trying to step on we, you, you know, we had no idea that you produced. It does make a lot of sense now knowing that like every time you walk in, like it goes to slow speed and then like there's a fog machine and then, like, <laughs> the, hair, the hair blows and oh there's like God. a mist yeah. and stuff like that. That makes a lot of sense. I look now. like <laughs> shit on the show. I look like complete shit. Uh, All right. We've, we've gone through about everything that we can gone through. I got we, one more. Are we calling Chris or not? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, but Phil, go, 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 go. What is, we have a similar, I think, situation. Um, nowhere near tugging on the heartstrings. We've had to judge a handful of car shows and have to like pick winners. And there's always the ones that you want to pick that you didn't, or there was one that was a little bit better. Um, you're doing a show that is super tugging on the heartstrings. What's it like trying to go through and have to pick one over another and do you like get to reach out to those people and explain to them why they didn't get the call? That's a super or, good question. And it's so hard. It's so hard to, to pick. Your story then, was not as sad as the other one. Yeah, Sorry. Or, or, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but it could even be something like you were saying that you right. don't have different cars. You can yeah. have like three people building 69 Camaros right. that you have to keep the show I feel like I should, you, you're making me think that there should be a letter that we send out that says like, I'm so sorry, but for these. Here's m- a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> yeah. Like I, no, I mean, there's a lot of great stories, like the ones that get highlighted, you know, maybe they're, they're a, a step above, but it's not to discredit the people that didn't make it. And totally. And every story I read, I read them all and they're all heartwarming and everybody has. Everybody has a unique story to tell, and I appreciate all the submissions, and maybe they would be a future season, but you make a really good point. It's hard to sift through, and and then there are times where we're like, we want to build a Fox body. So for the Fox body, we had actually chosen somebody who turned out to be, the, the accomplice was the son, and t- turned out to be really rude was yelling at me and was frustrated about like timing and having to fly and whatever. And, um, and whoever was with me was like, forget just switch recipients, you know? So, so unfortunately we switched midstream to someone else, but we did a casting for that. And then I was happy to find a woman. Um, and it turned out to be a perfect story, but, um, but yeah, like sometimes we want to build a certain car. And so it's like, all right, it's time for a Mopar. We want to do a, you know, 69 Roadrunner. So, well, that story was, incredibly compelling but it's tough where and do you put the you said submissions are on on where royalgarage.com and there's no a in royal because it stands for ride of your life garage um, while yes i'm gonna just start putting one in one <laughs> right, courtney i'm gonna give you some tequila i'm just telling you i, I got some white flowers and build me a car <laughs> don't do that voice <laughs> you don't like that no it's fucking creepy I know. I, I was supposed to be creepy. I know, but it's like weird it's level. Like, <laughs> is it Brian awkward. Fuller? <laughs> Not that weird. <laughs> no, but it's fucking weird. It's, anybody else? We should be polished off this Just a little bit. It's getting close. We still got a little bit. Just a little. Just a little freshen right. up. That's oh, good. I'm telling you, there's no fucking there's way no. this could be oil and tequila. There's, there's no way I'd get home. There's also no coming back from this like this this is now a thing that i like 
<laughs> you, 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 this is yeah. You're it's a new hobby. Guy. This is a new hobby. I've been preaching it for a while. You just haven't. Uh, it's it's pushing through the smell. Yeah. But I mean, flavor wise, that's good shit. But I like this one better. That's like really. It's super smooth and sweet. It's almost like yeah, it's sweet. It's it's almost like juice. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like not something that you shouldn't be drinking. Right. It's that's a bad. You're gonna get in a fucking bad way with that. I didn't realize it until I went down to take a little potty break, and that yeah. (laughs) Okay, it takes a Chris. He's he's a really good texter, but I don't know how good he is at answering calls. He's probably like, yeah, what does she want? Like <laughs> who, who else can we blow up? I mean, um, we don't have a lot of well, we got a, we got a couple of questions. We'll ask the final. So this is our first. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this? Our first second. Yeah, this is our first. This is our first. Uh, yeah, second. Obviously, obviously, she glazed past and never even listened to the first one. So she thought that this would be a good idea to come back again. So we've already asked our standard questions. So we've changed up the standard questions this time around. Um, what is? I know you do a lot with the Haggerty uh, uh, Drive sure. Uh, Drive Share. So yeah. is Chris, by the way. Yeah. Um, what is isn't answering your phone? What is your favorite? Which I think that's a great thing that Haggerty does. Uh, you know anything about that? No. So, like in different towns all over the country, you can basically it's like rent a classic car. You can rent anything. You can rent a late model car. You can rent um, classic cars, late model cars, trucks, whatever. I rented it all um, during the season of Ride of Your Life so that I could drive different vehicles in the show and just have eye candy for all the gearheads out there. So I drive everything from Ferraris to Porsches to to F-150s. What's the favorite car you've driven? Um, th- my favorite car I've ever driven? Yes. M- mine. Your my, Thunderbird? My, no. Oh. No. The Camaro? No. My my Hellcat Red Eye. Okay, besides that. Oh, besides I mean, that. but it's truly besides like your my pers- favorite car. I you love and Chris it. Chris too. Chris. Oh, is- yeah, Chris gets down this, with the, I'm the new Mopars. I I get excited to get in my car every morning and take my daughter to school because of my car. I love it so Does much. She feel cool when she, when mom drops her off in it. She she, she loves it. cars, but she doesn't get it. She thinks it's embarrassing. I'm like Holland. So loud. Don't make Holland, it, don't I'm make like, it make noise. I'm the coolest mom in the yeah. carpool line. I can tell you that, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you want this or do you want that minivan? Yeah. Her mom, the G wagon, yeah. makes no noise. That girl's mom is white trash. Like, what is, what is she driving? <laughs> what is this? This Courtney? What is this? <laughs> Doing burnouts. Yeah, she wants a G wagon. I'm like, they're they're all over the place in Southwest Florida. Like, nobody has a Charger Hellcat Red Eye. My daughter, blackout edition, for a year and a half, wanted a G wagon. Did not understand why it just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Because it's not happening. What's your daily driver? A Raptor. Oh, cool. Are you a Ford guy? No, but I've always wanted a Raptor. Oh. Yeah. Because your first car was an F100, right? Yeah, but I've always had, I've had Chevrolet trucks all the way up until now. Oh. It's crazy. What's your daily driver? Um, I'm kind of like the guy that will grab whatever has the keys in it. So we've got a couple, like, 3,500 quad cab dualies that are just like, you know, chop trucks. I like to drive a shit box, basically. I like something that I can throw my things in. So if I'm not driving one of those, I've got a uh, 77 uh, square body truck on one of our chassis. That's typically my daily driver through the majority of the year. And you guys built it? Yeah. Did you build it or you guys built it? Us guys built it. It's oh, that's at cool. this 
stage in the game with the sk- the level that we're at, seldom am I the guy physically building yeah. the things anymore. So we've got a you know rock star crew of yeah, yeah, outstanding yeah. guys that have grown beyond the level at which I do things. So that's cool. Yeah. What, what's your daily drive? Uh, I've got a Audi RS6 station wagon. Nice. Up until Six, recently, a 600 horsepower station wagon. Whoa. Oh, okay, now we're talking. It's, it's yeah. just a fucking station wagon. He's got a golden noodle, but it's also, but it's, <laughs> but it is, a, it is a cool station wagon. Wait, does the golden noodle ride alongside? No, he's not allowed to go in it. No? Why? Yeah, what else do you it. I don't believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that for but a minute. But he's hypoallergenic. And he's got a Carhartt seat cover. He does not. And co- uh, Cody got, sits in there. With yeah, it. he's got little mittens, right? He's <laughs> just scratching yeah. upholstery, yeah. <laughs> Little Violet rides everywhere with me, but she she's the best. Oh my gosh, we're joined at the hip. But she, um, by the way, that's what I was going to say earlier. I didn't want her. I was like, no, we are not getting a little dog. And I don't want a dog at all because I'm going to be the one responsible for taking care of the dog. And I'm traveling a lot and that's going to be a pain in the ass. So I didn't want a dog. And, and Jay and Holland were like, please, please, please. So finally one day, Jay's like, just look at this link. And we tried to rescue, but there was nothing available. There was no rescues available. Like I I tried hard because I believe in that. But so he's like, just look at this breeder link. And I'm going through it. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I saw the name was Velvet. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, if we were to get a dog, like, this is long. So we ended up getting Velvet. We named her Violet. And she goes everywhere with me. But she does not like my driving in the Charger. And she's thrown up so many times. Really? Like, I feel terrible about it. That's a sign. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a dog like first of the year. <laughs> I've, I've, I've laid it down. I'm either getting a dog or I'm getting a divorce. I've oh, put shit. down. I've put down the dog that yeah. I want. I'd go for the, I, the dog's probably significantly cheaper, even if you get like a, like a <laughs> pedigree. Like yeah. get the most oh. high end. Dog my son, my son really wants one. I really want one. My wife's against it. My son's allergic. Um, oh, but he'll be get fine. A, get a gold noodle. Get a gold noodle. Fuck no. I'll eat Barrel Cody for a long no. weekend. Check or, him out. I'm getting, it. I'm getting. I'm getting something. What would you get? Cool. What would you get? Doberman. Oh yeah. I really want a Doberman. Yeah, and you're protected. Yeah. Well, I, I like one that, that, yeah, I want one that's trained and learns all the things. I mean, you could look at him and you you would know. He would, he's a Doberman, a Rottweiler, Rottweiler. No, no, not a Rottweiler. No, not a Rottweiler or a pit bull guy, no. Why? Doberman or German Shepherd, maybe. Why not Doberman. a Rottweiler? They're, they're, I've, I've been around, I had friends that had Rottweilers. They're big, strong dogs. They're they're not smart. They're not? No, they're pretty a lot dumb. Of, a lot of Rottweilers dro- are, are they're fun. But Rottweilers aren't aren't the smartest of dogs. I feel like the little ones are smart. A Doberman, a Doberman, and a yeah, my dog's dumb. I used to have a really cool dog. First round, had a Vishla. Vishla, oh, yeah. You know what, what a Weimaraner is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but they're rust color. Oh, yeah. hunting dog. They're they're cool. Came dogs. to work with me every single day. Have a lowered square body on air ride. Roll down the passenger window. His name was Steve. Anyway, Steve, get in the truck and he jumped through <laughs> Steve, the window. What's up with these names? Always, yeah. Human name. Solid name. Steve. He jumped through the window, sit on the front seat, drive <laughs> everywhere with me, came to work every day. The Vishlas are cool dogs. And then I got married and got a golden doodle. So I just kind of hung out the skates. Where, what happened to Steve? Steve died. Oh. Yeah. Hit by a car. He was like 16, yeah, I no, think. Steve so he was, he ran it out. He could run. Well, that's yeah. a good, lo- a good long life. Cool. So, yeah, but George is a Vishla too. I'm trying to find a picture George. of George. George, Steve, that's, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. They've got problems. Here's George. <laughs> Here, don't. It's 
He's a bit exposed in this picture. But that's, that's George. Oh, yeah, George is cool. Oh, so cool. So cute. Total cuddler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a cuddle machine. I yeah. love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I love dogs. How does George deal with the cat? He's good with it. He's getting jealous, um, I bet. I can see no, he's getting dude. jealous. I mean, look, here, this is this is what's going on at the Gerber household. These are the kind of George snuggles that go. This is George just sleeping. <laughs> that's how he rolls. I mean, that's this is this is like a nightly George. Oh, you know? <laughs> that was last oh night. So my god! That's how he sleeps. He's cool. That's amazing. I love yeah. dogs so much. Dogs are just like, oh, have no pants I can't on. even imagine. <laughs> yeah, there's blankets on you. Sorry. Uh, dogs and music. Well, I guess yeah. Chris is not going to. Well, no, join. I just thought of it. He's doing Meekum. Isn't Meekum going oh, on? Oh, yeah. He's doing is, so, but it's almost, I think, probably like right about now. He's like, there's only one reason he wouldn't text back is he is a texter. He's probably he's on camera. On it. He's right on camera. And then he'll be like, ah. Oh, but I told him what, exactly what we're doing. And that, so he sent me his best in show choice was, it's a long story, but I saw this guy at SEMA. He looked like a friend of mine. We have this joke. Do you guys know the, the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah, he's oh, a so, Chicago guy. Yeah, so he's, yeah. A, he's a good friend of mine. And um, he, so his wife, Lana, is one of my best friends. And Lana has this thing where if someone looks like someone or reminds you of someone and it could be totally outrageous. Like your prime example would be like Richard Rawlings. Like, so we would, we would look at you and say, Richard, you know, or somebody lo looks like a black chip. Foose, and you're like, Foose. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm anyway, we've never, we have never met anybody in the history that has the same sense of humor that we do. <laughs> we do that shit all the time. So, so you're gonna look, here's, here's a good example. My brother here, his name is Phil. This is this is his picture saved in my phone for his contact. That's, that's Black Phil. Yeah, take a good look at that. I mean, so that's hilarious. So, yes, we get exactly what you're saying. So and it's funny. Like we have fun with it. So like one time, like sometimes I dress sexy. Not all the time. I'm wearing a turtleneck and jeans. This guy wrote on my page. He's like, "Whoa, you're wearing a turtleneck." I'm like, "Yeah, and a jacket. Can you believe it?" Anyway, but sometimes I dress sexy. It depends on what we're doing. And so I, we were we were. <laughs> And I love to have a little exposed bra, you know, like when it works. And so we're walking through Central Park. I was with my husband and this lady's walking by and she's got to be like 75 and she's wearing tight leather pants and she's got like a leopard bra and it's sticking out of a white tank top that's all cut all the way down and she's wearing five inch stilettos and he's like, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> so we have fun with it. So two, last year at SEMA, there's this guy and he's like a dead ringer for Sebastian Maniscalco, but, but like with a mohawk and tattoos, just like the edgy mohawk version with blonde. And I was like, Sebastian? And, and my friend was dying because she knows Sebastian. We were just dying laughing. So cut to this past summer in LA, we're at this really special spot. I forget the name of it. It's a really cool spot. I'd never been there before, but it's like a vineyard and, and it's a place where people congregate and eat and there's beautiful trees and mountains and whatever. And, and my friend Ilea was like, oh my God, the Sebastian guy is here. He's here. I'm like, what? The one from SEMA? She's like, yes. And so it turns out his company is RetroWorks and they, they build Porsches. And so we went to say, he's like, Courtney, he's like, well, like, like, 
anyway, so we connect and. And this is a guy you've been like secretly making fun of. Well, not even making fun of him, just kind of making fun just of really Making like, reference just, to yeah, somebody Yeah, like he looked like Sebastian, the comedian. So he builds these cars, and, I, and, and Chris Jacobs is obsessed with Porsches, so I sent Chris the picture and said, like, like this, this is cool, right? I'm like, I think it's, really it's, 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 it's like a nice car, and he does good work. And, and so then Chris, he's like, yeah, I love it. And, blah, blah. and so he picked that car for best in show at whatever he's doing right now. That's awesome. I guess so. Anyway, I'm try, I'm, I just noticed the picture, so <laughs> that's a little story about how people look like each other. <laughs> we've, we've got a little thing with that. I don't know. Like, if you look, I don't want to start it again. If you look, look at this face. This is a that's strikingly handsome. You will see hundreds, <laughs> yes, hundreds, a, and oh, hundreds. It, yeah, it is a common face. I mean, Phil has a very unique situation handsome going face. on. I, well, that's not what that's I was saying. Very unique. <laughs> He has doppelgangers <laughs> like you've never seen in yeah, your life. Everywhere. How many? Phil is basically like a champagne Toyota Camry. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, you're going to come across 200 of them on a daily basis. We've got a text chain where it's like five of us and we'll take pictures. And oh, so I saw Phil. Here's a fill, and they just text them back and forth. I've got like 200 sure. on my phone. Hit, hit, oh. us, hit us up with one of them. I don't want to get this started. <laughs> just give us, just give I'm us. just coming down off the Miata thing. We don't have to. We, don't we, start we, won't, we won't put it on yeah, camera. We, nobody else see it, just Courtney. Uh, sure. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fall for that. Phil, yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil at the airport. Share with Courtney. Phil at the what, are the, what are the top fills? Is it the fill at SEMA, SEMA this year is pretty This solid. last year at SEMA was about as good as you get. So. <laughs> that black fill is pretty good. Black yeah, fills. Like There's a lot of black solid. fills. When you guys see a black corny, you have to send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm taking, I'm taking a mental picture. Right? Yes. So, like, there's me so, on a billboard right there. Oh my gosh, that is so, <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. You can just scroll through those. It's and, just a folder of fills. And kind of like the guy from. Yeah, just um, keep flipping. From. Is oh, it, this is all. It's all fills. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical that is so funny that's the game that we play <laughs> this goes on all day long yeah. that's so funny <laughs> 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 it gets better the next one is a drawing of me oh my god that is so funny lots of films that's amazing yeah, yeah. Oh, so I. It is. It's good fun. You guys can always like, even if it's you think it's offensive, you can do that and send to me. Before we wrap this up and go, what's the weirdest thing a fan has ever sent to you? Um. What's the weirdest thing they've ever sent? Um. How do they find where to send something? Or or say they, they they well they find ways or they, <laughs> or they show up at appearances. Um, There's a lock on my hair. This is my hair. Dude, I, you need to you need to stop. That, that, you don't like that voice? No, it's fucking creeping me out. And that's the point. I know. It's going too far. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, a couple weird things have happened here at this show. I can't believe you guys have never been in Muscle Car and Corbin. No. no. Oh my God. Can I talk? Muscle Car and Corvette yeah. Nationals. I can't believe you guys haven't been to it yet. We don't go to like any local shows. Because you'd get mobbed. No. People don't. No, it's just, know we are. They're just, yeah, it's, I don't know. Well, you don't need to do The Chicago land area car scene, eh, 
you know, it's... these cars are from all over the country in Canada. They're, they're, it's not like Chicago cars. Oh, they're coming from maybe. last year it was 550 cars from 41 states and three Canadian provinces. Like they're coming from all over. I keep, I keep hearing there's some high end shit there. Like, no, it's, so it's the Pebble Beach of the car. Like the largest collection of Copos last year. And mm-hmm. the Superbees like the, the, the before, exactly. Or, uh, Superbirds. Exactly. We have and a cu- it's more restoration. We have a customer in, who is in town for the show. He flew in from Boston, uh, met with him today and he was raving about it. Oh, it's, inc- so it's I might incredible. go check it out on Sunday. I've been to a when lot the, of car shows, and I'm telling you, it's when is incredible. The meet, when is the meet? Is the meet and greet on Sunday? Can I wait in line and get? Sunday's more chill. Here? Tomorrow, tomorrow's like pretty crazy, but we have all these unveilings and stuff. No, but Courtney. But, but, <laughs> <everybody> <laughs> <laughs> well, at that, so there was a stalker a couple of years ago, just standing there like this, just standing. And what, and so the guys are well aware and there's somebody sitting with me, but then there was people like up, there's a second level and they could look down. And this, this dude just would not leave, would not leave that spot and would not stop staring. And so he was escorted out. And then another time somebody last year, they brought me like a shirt that they owned and had been wearing and they wanted me to have this shirt. And so they gave me this, and it's like, was it sleeveless? I could see that being. I don't even remember. Like I feel like it. It was like sleeves, like a Hawaiian kind of shirt, like a Waivea or whatever. Okay. And and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this shirt? Like this is really. I want you to wear that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. So that voice is what gets you. It's taken this many episodes to find something that Dude, turns your skin. It's believable. Like, it's weird. It's just weird. It's your face not as weird voice. as yeah, yeah, it's weird. So that's what weirds you out. I love finding something that... Oh, no, no. Every You're morning. Every morning. Okay. Hey, Jeremy, we're going to the gym today. <laughs> do you guys go to the gym Get together, too? Sling we do. Now. Yeah. I try not to go that much with him. It's like it's like going with your grandpa, you know. It just handicaps me. Yeah. Do you guys have albums too of the photos where you look like people? No, we don't look like anybody. There's not a lot of people that look like me. You know? oh, I got a few. I got Josh has got a handful. Where Josh is keep, more celebrity based. Where do we keep those? The one dude we you had a banger recently. Uh, where would we find that? Remember that one? I don't remember who it was. Dude, it is fucking off the charts. That well, it would be in Unfortunately, it's becoming be f- uh more <laughs> yeah. popular like a a white beard with tattoos right. is right. starting to happen. Yeah, that's so all that's, it has to yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all it has to be. It doesn't difficult. have it doesn't have to be good looking. He doesn't it's have difficult. to be skinny. Yeah, it wouldn't be good looking. He doesn't have to be white. <laughs> Where would we find I know, that? I appreciate that. Yeah. So like Jer here uh did a little stint on the Tonight show. Um, doing some of his uh, jazz flute. Everything with me tends to it tends to flop a little a little homosexual. <laughs> it does. With these it, two, it does. You know, that's it not. Does. That's just a guy playing a saxophone. It does. It always goes a little effeminate. I don't see that. <laughs> and I hate you guys for it. I fucking hate you guys for it. There's. It, there's always more fills than there is me and me and Jared. Yeah. One time we were at Scottsdale Bear Jackson. Oh, here's here's Futh. <laughs> hey Chip. Don't kill me. I'm with Roadster Shop Oil and Whiskey Podcast, and they they wanted to say hi. <laughs> we're we're pressuring we're pressuring you into it. Hold it up to the mic. 
Yeah. Yeah, we were gonna drunk. We we're gonna drunk dial you and see what you were doing. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, I don't feel any pressure, and I don't sound. I don't hear anybody slurring their words. <laughs> well, if you only knew, I'm in Chicago, um, and just came in to say hello. It's snowing. It's 20 degrees. I love it because it's a nice change from Florida. But um, we. We've been having fun, telling lots of stories, talking, and, and they were like, let's call Foos. <laughs> what are you What are you you're up to? My, you're, at, you're at my favorite chassis builders. Yes. That's what we like to hear. If we fly you out here after Christmas, are you going to come on and do the podcast? Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome, man. You got to put uh, Troy back in his place. Yeah, Troy told a story about you. You know, he's, you got to come back and write the ship. <laughs> Yeah, Troy told a story about you all in uh, like the o- Yokohama show or something in Japan, and then taking a little train, getting a haircut. Yeah. I will admit to it. It's all true. It's all true. Huh? Yeah, you got to come back on and write the ship. Chip, you have the best laugh. I love your laugh. <laughs> we, are you? Where, are you in California? All right. Well, have a have a good weekend. We're gonna uh, we're gonna set it up and have you on as a guest. Now that I got you to admit it in front of everybody, you have no choice but to do it. (laughs) Okay, we'll do that. Let's do it. Awesome, dude. Thanks, Chip. Thanks. Thanks for calling back. I didn't want to. um, (laughs) I feel like you guys want to ask him something crazy. She she got she she got really peer pressured into calling all of her friends while we were drunk. I'm like, I don't want to call Foose. He's he's busy. He's like the busiest man alive, and I don't want to. This is high school all over again. People are more important than projects, so. Awesome, dude. Thank you for calling back and. All right, you guys have fun. You too. Thanks, Thanks. Okay. Have a good weekend. Talk to you soon, Foose. Have a good one, man. See Lots Bye. of love. Bye. I got I got a lot of uh, hope and anxiousness for, for Chip over the next five to ten years <laughs> because I think he's just he's just finding his groove. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And now he's it's gonna be a freer. hell of a trajectory. Yeah. He's that's, a lot freer. That's where it's he's a lot of, freer. Yeah. It gives me chills. He's like a lot freer. Yeah. He's happy. Like and be, when you're happy, you can right. thrive. Like you can really thrive. And yeah, those it, chains are broken and it's oh time, to, my time to get after it. And when I heard that I mean yeah. dude, he's he hasn't done shit <sighs> yet, so <laughs> yeah, chip. Yeah, he's just getting started. Yeah. It would just an unbelievable talent. I mean it's mind-blowing to watch him to watch him and he would pull many sleepless nights in a row the chevelle the 71 chevelle the first car we ever built on overhauling was an all he didn't sleep that whole week and just kept perfecting it making it better and better and better and better and we're like you have to sleep and no and then we were doing lance armstrong's gto in austin he was it, it was crazy he d- literally didn't sleep for seven days he would take a little nap and wake up 30 minutes later. he's like I, I just i had this idea the valve covers they need to have the live strong bands on them and oh, you have to sleep but he couldn't because he was so inspired and so, so passionate and yeah. and such an artist and the wheels are always turning yeah when when it's when it's in there and it has to come out yeah. It doesn't matter about that, that's That's what it is. It has to come out. Right. He has to, like, and I'm sure you guys do that, too. 
or it has to come out. You oh, yeah. can't, you can't, you can't block it. You can't turn it off. Yeah, I've got just an unbelievable amount of respect for guys like Chip and, he, and Dave Kendig. I mean, love him for like those are two dudes that, that their celebrity status hasn't changed them. changed a damn thing. I mean, you it didn't have, water it down. It didn't work. It doesn't turn into fake people. Or, I mean, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah it's they, nothing. Not I mean, they they are just so true to themselves and such talented dudes that it's Dave is amazing. Yeah, Dave's Dave's also, a fucking. I don't bad. know where Dave's energy comes from. Oh my god, it's, it's got, dude, it's got to be cocaine. Sucked. I love Dave. <laughs> or maybe love, he likes tequila dude, like this. I love Dave, and I mean, we talk pretty regularly. But oh yeah, fuck, where the hell does he get that energy? And I mean, it's I, nonstop. He's He's got to be ten years older than me, and I'm like, God damn! Oh, we can, we went to the we went and hang, hung out at his his booth uh, at SEMA. I don't know what Wednesday night, Thursday night, one of the nights. And it was one of those long days. Like it was a busy ass day at the show. We had meetings all day, and then we didn't leave the booth. We never had lunch. We didn't do anything. We didn't get out of there till like six thirty at night. Uh, Kevin's talk texting me. He's like, Hey, come by the booth. So we all go by the booth, you know. And they've got like the little private party thing. We walk in there, grab a couple beers, and for us, it's kind of like. <sighs> you know, let's grab a couple beers. And Dave comes over, and he's just, I mean, on the chip. Just, let me show you this. This is awesome, man. And you're like, Such dude, you've been doing this all day long. Yeah. Like, it's just us. Like, let's just chill, chill for a second, you know? And he, I'm like, where do you get this energy at? Amazing. It's awesome. And, yeah. And Charity is so cool. And, oh, yeah. I, and I think that's a big part of, like, like Charity lets him be himself. Mm-hmm. And that's important. To have a partner that lets you be you and just lets you shine and instead of you. trying to like instead of the opposite that we were tweak. just talking about yeah or blocking you with your ego and weird stuff like she just trusts him and lets him be him and we were we were at Linda Vaughn and I were doing an appearance uh, in Pittsburgh uh, like two years ago Kindig was doing an appearance there and um, afterwards we went to dinner Linda went to bed I went out and I was I was kind of hanging by myself. And um, and I, I ran into Kev, Kev Dog and Kendig and 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 uh, they had their wives with them, and um, and they were like, hey, you you, you want to hang? You want to go out? You want to gamble? Because we gamble there, and 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 I was like, yeah, but I'm kind of thinking like I don't know if that like am I wanted here? Or and Charity's like, Courtney, take him out, have fun, gamble. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but she's super cool. Like she's right. a, a supportive woman yeah. who like lets yeah. him shine, and y- like you need that. Yeah, so. Dave's rockstar, man, and he's insanely talented. Absolutely. Crazy talented. Like at the top of his, like I feel like Foose. Can, I mean, Foose is the legend, but Kendig is up there. Oh, hundred percent, he is. Yeah, and what he's doing that that Corvette thing he's got going on with you guys. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, we can't. We do the easy part for that. We just make the thing that goes underneath it. What he that the style and the sex and the functionality of that car is, dude, it's so awesome. How many are you building a, like a year? I think he's what Dave's doing we're, like tw- we're 15. we've got 14 chassis so far. Um, and I think he's gonna be right, right there that 20 yeah. a year ish, whatever. It's a lot, yeah. Fuck yeah, it's a lot. How long does each one take? I don't know. I mean, for the, the chassis budget. part. The chassis part is pretty quick. I mean, we, yeah, we can we, knock yeah. the chassis part out pretty quick. The, like, what's yeah. pretty quick? I'm just curious. I mean, from, well, there's two different things. There's from when you order it to when you get it. No. Or there's the build. A physical build. Yeah. I mean, actual man hours, you're probably talking 100 man hours. 
But I mean, that's split between a bunch of different it's a lot. You know, departments. Yeah. You know, that's like an assembly line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the way he pulled that together, I mean, the style. That's gorgeous. That car is absolute gorgeous. Like, just sex, man. I yeah, mean, it's, to- it's totally like, sex. Trade your T-bird in for one of those oh, white ones. I would. Well, I, I, I would just yeah. buy one. <laughs> I would just yeah, keep my T-bird forever and buy one of those. <laughs> Yeah. How cool was it that Chip Fu said, I mean, I yeah. mean, duh, about the work you guys do, but pretty cool to hear from, like, okay, can I ask a question? Yeah. What did it feel like to have Chip Foos recognize you as the best builders of chassis? It's weird. We've, I don't know how else to describe it. It's weird. We've talked about that internally, and it's difficult because just like we talked about at the beginning, you can never like sit back and be like, oh, that's cool. Somebody said that because you're always thinking about how to be better and how to do this better and how to, you get so caught up in the, you know, we need to be building these cars this way. We need to do this from the business standpoint. We could do this better from the car build standpoint. We could do this better from the chassis shop. We could do this builder. You don't. And then as soon as somebody gives you a compliment, like it's almost uh, I don't know. It's counterproductive because you're like, I mean, that's nice and all that, but we need, we should, we should be doing this so much better. Um, but I will say there's been times like, it was like four years ago, five years ago. Um, it was on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm outside uh, doing something in the yard and something like that. And Chip calls. And I think it was like, it was a, it was a weird holiday. For some reason it was a weird holiday and, and Chip calls and he's like, Hey, uh, Hey Josh, this is Chip and all that stuff. And it just dawns on you at a second, you know, you're like, Chip Foose is calling on a Sunday to ask about a chassis and something like that or whatever. And it's, it didn't happen before and it hasn't happened after, but in that moment, for some reason, whatever the timing was or the thing, it just hits, you know, and you're like, wow, damn, that's, that's really cool. That's really Um, cool. We, we had the same thing when, when Troy, um, Trepania was sitting, he was sitting right there in that seat and the whole time you're thinking like how pivotal he was in our careers coming up and stuff like that. And it's honestly, we don't want to talk about it too much because we're, I'm I'm afraid somebody's going to like find out that we're not like really like that good. Just embrace it. Yeah. It's it's really, it's really, really weird. Um, It's a wild deal. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that Josh handles most of those relationships because for me, it's like the best thing for me is to be disconnected from it because I don't receive like, I don't like, I don't receive praise. I don't receive like awards or any of that. Like, well, I'm just very focused on what I do. So having Josh be that guy that can like, like it's, it's very intimidating. It's very cool. But like at the same time, all I'm thinking about is like what we do and how we can do it better. So like listening to Chip Fu say that it's, I, I, it doesn't, I can't lean on that for being like an accomplishment. I just, it's, it's hard to, hard to describe. Like, it's cool that Josh handles the relationships and I can just be behind the scenes and continuing to try to build like really cool rad stuff so that maybe something like that happens again, but I don't like the praise. You know? Well, from my perspective, it's really <laughs> Fucking cool! It is. That's what it's I was super cool. With. Like these yeah. guys are full of shit. It's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. I mean, I yeah. thought so, and uh, I mean, of course, I know that about you guys, and everybody says that about you guys. But to hear Chip Foose, the ultimate legend, who 
not only is a legend of his craft, but also in oh, TV and set the bar for uh, car customizing and also automotive TV for him to just say, you know, on, on spontaneously on air that you guys are the best. I think that's huge. He's he's a great dude. Um, I don't. It's funny how in the uh, in the moment nobody ever gets the credit. It has to be after the fact, you know, and that's what the sad part is. You think about how many lives Boyd impacted, mm. you know, um, and you never hear about the cool ass stories of the things that Boyd did until after Boyd's gone, you know, and then you've got mm. Chip and then you've got Troy um, and that's what they've done for us, you know, and I'm afraid that nobody's going to know the stories of the things that these guys have done until, mm. until after they're gone, you know, and that's, that's a difficult part of, um, I don't know this whole because we are all so fucking busy, you know, and you don't mm-hmm. nobody has the time to sit down. I mean, honestly, that's that's what's besides drinking. That's one <laughs> of the that's one of the biggest parts of this podcast is to be able to tell these stories and have them naturally come out because you can't just say, hey, we're going to write a story or we're going to tell a story about this. You have to let that shit naturally totally. kind of come out. It's you smart know. that you have alcohol involved too, because well, it takes everybody alcohol. gets looser. Everybody gets looser. <laughs> we dude. wouldn't be anywhere near as entertaining without it. Hundred <laughs> oh, yeah, percent. Genius that you do that. And all these guys and all like you know, all those guys have influenced us, right? But you talk talk about Jesse James, right? Every single fabricator that we've had on this show, right, has mentioned uh, Jesse James's uh, welding. The, a motorcycle man. Yeah, his motorcycle oh, man. That show. Yeah. And the inspiration and and the time when that came out, all of us were like in our infancy. I mean, we were all like fresh out of high school. We were just getting started. And that dude, I mean, dude, Jesse has no problem like with saying what he's good at, right? That's why he won't <laughs> but, get he won't get the credit but, he deserves. But Jesse is, I mean, dude, honestly, if he looks and listens to all the people that he has inspired and the like the level of craftsman that he's inspired it's pretty fucking unbelievable you know like almost everybody who's at the top of their game mentions Jesse James you right. know and being inspired by that moment seeing that seeing that that badass part of that show even in you know, Looking back nowadays, how right. horrible the production or the the graphics were at that time, but how badass it seemed I mean, and how many people got into yeah. it. And this, this industry would not be where it's at labor pool wise had it not be for David. Really? Wow. 100%. Really? It would not be. Nope. Because he, how had, come? he had to sell the cool of he working cool. with your hands. Yeah. Now, that, now, I'm not saying it doesn't take everybody. It takes Chip. It takes Troy. It takes these people. Mm-hmm. But... The fabricator part of it, mm-hmm. if you didn't sell the sex of this is how fucking good badass That's it a good is, point. and this is what I want to do with my living and 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 be like that. We That's a good point. How many people that we have in the shop right now? Got into you know, this because every, of that. Almost a, so mean, that's a good, really good point. Never heard that before. Almost every guy, John, our top guy out there in the hot rod shop, who manages the whole hot rod shop. He's the exact. Same way. Roger from Ironworks said yeah. the same exact thing. He Everyone got into interviewed. Yeah. I think Jesse made the fabricators. I think Chip probably made the customers. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. brought it on TV and made it cool to have mm-hmm. those cars and created the want for them. And Jesse created like the badass guy the guy in the them. shop to, to yeah. build them. So it's I, I, the two of them probably insanely more than they can ever even imagine changed our whole industry That's or created our industry almost. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they created it is what it is. And like the difference is, is that like Jesse knows he's fucking cool, right? Like he, but think of and it. Just a, and yeah. Chip's humble. Yes, and yes. Chip's, yeah. Chip's humble, Chip's humble but Chip's a fucking. I mean, Chip's like a god. You know. But what do you know done? what it's, is the wildest thing about what you're saying right now? Chip and Jesse both work together. Yeah, boy, for boy. Right. Yeah. So that's so. Yeah. The so who who really? <laughs> Boyd's the unsung hero. So Chip she, worked for Boyd. Jesse worked for Boyd. They worked at the same time with Little John. I mean, like. Who, but who gets the, you don't get that type of credit until after, because again, back to the ego thing, all these guys and women in this industry have, have that ego to where they're not going to sit down and have like this type of conversation or just be friendly with somebody and be like, you know what? You're the reason why me and these other 13 people are even in this. And they don't talk about it until after the guy's gone because then it like, you know, I don't know why that is. Is there it's, some- it's like ego, like not being able to be, it's the same thing as like not being able to tell someone you love them or whatever. It's like, you, you can't be vulnerable. They can't be right. vulnerable. Right. But then after they're gone, they can be vulnerable because now there's not that pressure. There's not that awkward. Right. Oh, vibe. I always loved him. He did this. Is there somebody that would have been like a role model for you? Like when we look at Chip Foose, Jesse James, Troy Trepanier, when you were getting into the industry or looking like trying to find yourself was there somebody that was like oh damn like this fucking chick's got it going on like this is what i want to do it wasn't even necessarily just women like I've, I've just been inspired by people you know like i was inspired by my grandma's work ethic i was inspired by my dad my dad won 27 national championships in scca racing and like i always found him to be a badass and as a as a kid like I never saw him lose, you know, and like, I, I remember seeing my dad lose that, that like, I can remember like one time. And so I was always intrigued, like my dad's a winner. And, and then my dad had a, um, he was interviewed in sports illustrated in 76, I think. And it's a long article. It's, it's like 12 pages and it's, it's a really amazing read and, and I love it. And it just tells the story of my dad, but, but, um, they asked him in there, they said, like, what's the difference between winning and losing or winning and not winning? What what makes a winner? And and he said something like, when, when you think that you've given all there is to give, you have to dig deeper and find more. And so those words always resonated with me. And my dad is a hero to me. And I am inspired by him. But I'm inspired by people like Oprah who did what she did as a black woman and and produced all this content and was an actress and w- w- was probably the best host ever. I- I'm inspired by Ryan Seacrest. He was one of the big ones uh, along my path because we're kind of, we're, we're, I think we're around the same age. He's a little older, but we, like, I was um, one of the top 10 to host American Idol. 
And so, of course, that was a really cool moment for me. And then it went to him and Brian Dunkelman, and then it was just him. But um, I that, listened to him. He's got to be one of the hardest working man. He's the hardest working man. In, yeah. And I uh, watched yeah. him grow. Like, I was right there watching him grow, listening to the radio every day, like listening to him on air every day. And I thought he was the most amazing host and interviewer. And just and I could tell how fucking hard he worked. And then as a producer, like, I would say Ryan Seacrest is among the top, like, inspirations to me as a as someone who's producing now and like and as a host like he's probably at the top oh, just the people that i've seen bud brutzman inspired me like i, I watched bud every day and i was I like see you're is, dressed in all black i'm, 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 I'm representing bud today <laughs> i just i just gave a little speech the other day at the magnaflow dinner and it was and i, I was like bud because he's sitting right nice. in front of me i'm like you gave me my start in automotive tv you believed in me and and i'm so grateful for that and then i looked down I'm like foos because he was sitting right there i'm like i'm i was so honored to work with you but like Bud inspired me where, where it made me think, I want to do that. And I, I feel like I can do that. And, and, and I have a vision and I'm going to carry it out. So a lot of people along the way, but not just women. Sorry for the long, the long, the long roundabout. And Chip inspires me, you know, not, not um, the car building side of it. I mean, I absolutely loved watching all that, but just his tenacity, his focus, his ability to do what he loves and make people happy and change lives and inspire so many people that all inspires me to hopefully do the same in some capacity in my own craft. Well, as, as we finish up and, and get done with this, I don't know, 17 hour long yeah. podcast or however long it is. I'm just basically, it's just a drink. It's just a drink. Yeah, fest. Just, yeah. But I will say that, I am I am blessed and I know you echo my statement that for the most part being in this industry and meeting your heroes and meeting the legends overall has not disappointed. Mm-mm. It and that's that you can't say that about most things. We have to talk about George Barris on Oh like, yeah. I mean George Barris and, and, and maybe some of the cars were quirky, but like he was a huge influencer and pioneer in all of this. And Oh, and the fact that you could take a car and fuck with it. Yeah. Screw with it. Right. You know, and customize. He and took a chance, like a yeah, big yeah. chance with that. He's a dude I've never met. Never met him. Never met him. He was he so just, funny. Was he? He was so funny. Three months ago, four months ago. When did he pass? No, seven years ago. Seven years oh. ago. Yeah, it's like seven mm-hmm. years and three Seven months. years ago. Seven, you're, you're, you're <laughs> right. Because I just posted a picture. It was like on this day and it was seven years ago. But I was like, wait, he didn't die that day because I'm in the photo with him. And then I looked it up and it said he died seven years ago. And, and then it was like three months later. that. So I, I just posted it to my, um, I have to show you because it's cute. He was so funny. Yeah, and neat, neat guy, it was yeah. that long ago, mm-hmm. yeah. seven years ago. And it was so sad. Dude, you don't realize like how long we've been doing this shit. Do you know who was born in Chicago? Was he right here? 1925. Damn. Okay. So check out this picture. We were doing a car show in Can- uh, Canada. I went to something else. And it, the, well, the must yeah. concord, but nationals. And he says, um, it's, it's, it says no pets. please. <laughs> No pets, please. November fifth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, when he died. November fifth, twenty fifteen. So, but Damn. he he's a, a legend, and um, oh, absolutely. Joe, and but Boyd, do you ever talk to Joe Coddington? No, I no. I talked. Last time I talked to Joe was probably like four or five years ago at a, a SEMA deal out in uh, Pomona. You should have her on because, like, she would tell fascinating stories. But she would have that, some good stories. That would be good. Yeah. I started SEMA. I mean, she's a badass. Oh yeah, and she and she loved Boyd and and spent many years with them. And 
She has lots of stories and worked with them. That would so. be a good one. We're always, we always ask a guest um, for suggestions because everybody's got different circles. Everybody's got different, like, oh, you need to have so-and-so on. Um, that would be good. So one brought up uh, Charlie, too. Charlie Hutton, oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. And he's so nice. Yeah, Charlie's a, uh, she's a fucking sweetheart. Charlie's the nicest dude. They've, re- they've reached out house. already. They're, uh, uh, from the uh, dashboard the other day, they've reached out. Yeah. There's been contact. They're trying to lock down the dates. So Sweet. we'll see what happens. Yeah, Charlie's... Good dude. Charlie doesn't want to work near as hard as he has to for the last (laughs) thirty fucking years. Like doing a podcast is the last thing he wants to do. He put in plenty of hard work. Absolutely. But he's such a good guy and and so nice. He would totally do it for sure. So you heard that, Charlie? Yeah. You have to do it, Charlie. You have to do it. Yeah. We should blow him up right now. What time is it? (laughs) What time (laughs) is it? 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 (laughs) Um. Oh, it's only nine. So his time. He's in uh, Idaho, Utah. He's out west, right? I should call it. He'll think it's like an emergency. <laughs> this like, is oh, gonna, shit, I haven't we're heard gonna, from him in years. This <laughs> is going to be the called the sleepover <laughs> episode where we just like prank calls start drunk dialing celebrities. Let's order a pizza to somebody's yeah. house. <laughs> I will say this, Courtney, you're the only guest that's <laughs> probably just about drank us under the fucking table. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. and the tequila, God the tequila is what did it. Yeah, to Courtney Hanson. Yeah, I feel like like to Courtney. Courtney. And to Jeremy's first tequila experience in all these years. Hanging in there. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the last person to sit in that seat didn't fare too well. No, you you crushed Mike Ring. (laughs) Yep, Mike. So Ring. Yeah, of course. course. I love those. Mike Ring sat in that seat, and he ended up under the table. He started. (laughs) He started with your head where it's at, and he ended with his nose right here. So, I, I so love Mike, you got so out drank yeah, by Courtney Hansen. Simply put, Courtney Hansen drank Mike Ring under the table. So here's the thumbnail. Literally. Courtney Hansen out drinks Mike Ring Woo! from the Ring Brothers. What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again, Courtney. You can check out CourtneyHanson.com or follow her on social media at Courtney underscore Hansen. If you're, if you're still here listening to this, God you might you. be that. Hey, this is hey, pretty Courtney. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> now they're definitely gone. Yeah.